What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 252. We are here to talk about a lot of games today. Diablo, Street Fighter, Xbox Showcase, Ubisoft Showcase, Summer Games Fest. And uh, Travis and I can finally talk about our Diablo reviews as well, which is nice that we've been holding for weeks now. So should be a good show. We're looking forward to it. Uh, as always, I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by this cast of characters you see in front of you here to my right, left, both. Sure. Mr. Rodriguez, how we doing this morning? Yep, I'm good. I'm good. Next week, uh, I know you're going to announce some stuff, but I'm going to I'm going to try it and, and I'm going to unmute myself during the intro and sing it as we go on live. I'm gonna, I don't know if I can actually hit the button, but I'm going to try it. We'll try it. Okay. I've been wanting okay. to do well, it for 251 episodes here. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Hogue's in control, so Hogue, so keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't go. go rogue on you. Yeah. You know? I'm just gonna go. Wondering what the lyrics were to the song. Yeah, he says he's gonna sing it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna beatbox with it. Mr. Hoglaw himself, how we doing, man? I am doing a-okay. We just did our second episode of Lawyers and Dragons I on the channel yesterday, so that's proceeding. Another fun one, so go check that out if you're interested, and we're trying to do that up a little bit more uh, content-wise this year with uh, shorts and recaps so you can watch two hours every single week to make sure that you're up to speed. So cool. check out all that content. Otherwise, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. It's been a heck of a week of video games. Sure has. Sure has. And last but not least, the man with the tie, as always. And I, I, you got a you got the cult of Lamb Lamb behind you. I just noticed. I do. He's new. He hasn't always been there. Yes, my fiance has a lot of fun with the set on occasion. <laughs> She's got lots of video games to play with that. So. Nice, nice. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. McClunky, everyone, and a happy Sunday to everyone. <laughs> 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 it's good, man. Okay, I'm good. I you know, yeah. did a review this week. I got more reviews coming up, and uh, I also spent some time this week interviewing a whole bunch of people for like real journalism stuff. I wrote uh, a oh. really, uh, really long um, report about what's going on in the uh, Tears of the Kingdom speedrunning community, and that story okay. will be going live tomorrow. I interviewed oh. a bunch of people. And I just okay. wrote about what they're up to, and it's super interesting stuff. It's got drama, it's got adventure, it's of got lifelong it friendships forged. It's very cool, um, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of that piece. Actually, it worked hard on good. it. Good. So good. I, I was when you said you've done a lot of journalism and, and writing a big article. I was about to say, oh, you're growing up, and then you said Tears of Kingdom speedrunning, and I'm like. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's, uh, <laughs> You know, that's as journalistic as I get. I, I know a lot of people. I don't consider myself a gaming journalist. I'm a critic. And so sometimes I moonlight as a you know, reporter. I don't I don't know. I still I still balk, I still balk at the word journalist because I write about video games. So uh, fair. Yeah. Fair. I uh, I can imagine I, I'm looking forward to the article now that you mentioned it because I didn't know that. But I can imagine just imagine like in the speedrunning community who take that stuff very seriously, by the way, if you're not aware. Um, and Tears of the Kingdom, I can imagine what goes on behind the scenes. That's probably pretty funny. Yes, <clears throat> I'm very excited. I, I will probably tweet that one out because I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Irre irregularly 
proud of it. Usually, <laughs> usually I try to all hide right. all my work. Try to hide it. Uh, you're not doing a very good job being that you're on IGN with like hundreds of millions of views. So I don't think that, yeah. Look at, look at my Twitter following. I'm doing great. I'm incognito, baby. <laughs> knows who I am. <laughs> um, so a couple of house cleaning 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 items cleaning items uh so next week we were uh, i'm gonna be in la um so these guys were gonna co-broadcast the xbox showcase live and push the show back a couple hours but uh, a couple other engagements i've uh, got to take care of now so um they're just gonna be normal time next week i just won't be here in person i'm gonna try if i can because i don't know exactly where i'll be when this show goes live I'll probably be either in line or getting ready to go into the theater. Um, I'm going to try and join from my phone and see if I can give you guys a live look at the theater. Probably not even allowed to do that, so uh, we'll see what happens. But um, we'll see. Either way, Hogue is in control next week. He's going to try and keep a, a handle on Dan singing. Uh, you know, be careful. That sounds dangerous. Um, and, you know, you can deal with Travis. You got that under control. Yeah. Even, even handicapped as he is, Hogue... <laughs> gets to retain the control over over admin and i i think that is really a statement against dan and i more than anything it's <laughs> trust him with the wheel half of his body is at like maybe 20 percent, you know operating power and you stop that that's more trustworthy <laughs> than me i just i don't know i'm i'm offended but also kind of impressed with myself I like I'm proud of my accomplishment because like it takes a lot to like lose that much trust you know, in your character. <laughs> You've worked hard at it. I mean, I, I really have. I think yeah. I think it's it's a testament. I see dad. See? <laughs> I, get it. I can disappoint other people as well. Dad. Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As we're starting the show this morning, a um, bunch of new uh, subs this week. A lot of awesome feedback on the Diablo 4 content we've put out. Obviously, I'll talk about here shortly. But as we speak, we are like 40 subs or less away from 20,000 on the season gaming side. So if you uh, hang out with us every week or you just want to uh, learn more about what we do over here on the geeky gaming side and you're not sub to us, I would ask, uh, do us a favor, will you? And, uh, you know, help us out a little bit over there. It'd be awesome to hit 20K uh, today or tomorrow sometime soon before uh, go to L.A. to cover the stuff live out there. And with that, we can finally move on to what we're currently playing, which includes... Diablo 4, which, um, as expected, both during the review period and since uh, early access release on Thursday, has completely taken over my life. Um, I haven't slept much at all. I'm very tired. Um, all I've been doing is playing Diablo 4. It's uh, it's a bit ridiculous, honestly. So, um, Travis, you want to start with... Um, Kind of your, I mean, I know we played together during the review period, but your review, what you scored it, and kind of high-level thoughts on the game itself. First of all, I just want to say that I love that when you find a game that you enjoy and you talk about your life while playing it, it sounds like somebody you loved has, has been kidnapped. Uh, you're talking about, you know, no sleep, and I'm, you know, your life has been turned upside down, and I'm just like, yeah. Jesus, is this a game release, or is... Ains, you know, organizing search parties. I'm very <laughs> concerned about this guy. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's talk about Diablo 4. Um, it is a very, very good game. Um, it's a very good ARPG. 
um, basically the headline of my review was that um, it doesn't try anything new. And that's kind of the biggest problem with the game. But everything else is amazing. All the stuff that it does try, it uh, does extremely well. Um, the end game is quite possibly the best day one end game I've ever seen in any game, which is crazy. Uh, it's extremely uh, in-depth and well thought out and very addictive to play. The campaign is a bit of a bore most of the time. It's got a pretty strong act one. Um, the second act is not without merit. And the sixth act is also not without merit. But there's a lot of filler in the middle that you kind of have to push through uh, to get to that stuff. And um, yeah, I, I put uh, 150 hours into it during the review period. I got one level to or one character to level 71 and then a bunch of all the other characters to like level 35 ish. Um, uh, which you can do super quickly after you beat the campaign once you can just boost yeah. your other characters really fast the high levels um uh and i dove really deep into the end game and um had fun and now i'm playing it again i think i'm level 40 something i've got to get to like at least level 50 today because i'm writing some uh review guides or not review guides build guides for ign uh, just to do some video content for people who are newer to the the class building stuff and um yeah man it's a good game pretty impressed they did it also i just have to talk about this pet peeve of mine early access as a phrase to describe what diablo 4 is currently in is possibly the worst phrase i have ever heard to describe it because a early access already has a meaning in the games industry and it is not that you get early access to a game it's like you know grounded was early access for two years while they finished the game like that's what early access has meant and also it's a lie it's not early access if you don't pay a hundred dollars you're not not getting early access you're actually getting late access it's so <laughs> the word early access is just a marketing term to describe them sure. giving people access to sales the game. tactic yeah it's a sales tactic but like the game is out nobody has early access the people yep. who played on tuesday are getting late access and i have a, <laughs> i take issue with that phraseology it's really bothering me uh for some reason with diablo also diablo has quite possibly the worst implementation of early access which is that if you for example are playing an xbox and you have your console as your home Xbox, and you try to make somebody else play Diablo 4 on your Xbox, which is usually permissible, it'll let them log in, but then when they try to make a character in Diablo, it'll say, you do not have a license for this game, because although they have access to all of the games in your library, they don't have access to the early access pass oh, wow. in your okay. library. So they can't play your version of the game in your household until Tuesday because of the way the early access work is attached to your gamer tag, your profile. Mm -hmm. And it's like that on every platform and it includes couch co-op. So if you try to get your friend to hop in on couch co-op right now, it'll be like, you don't have an early access pass and it'll make, it'll expect them to buy the $100 game to join you, which is wow. nuts bonkers. So I just have to say like this early, early access, which is a lie uh, period uh, is, is honestly putting a big damper, I think on the game's launch. And I, I hope this practice dies. It won't, but you know, it's really it bothering me in this case. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's funny, Travis, because I mean, they've been running the early access stuff 
for a long time. I mean, I think the, the closest you get to scam material is when Xbox and Game Pass say that you get a day one release of a title uh, on their service and something like Forza Horizon 5 has early access that's before that and then the Game Pass only comes out on the day that it is officially released. That's, Unless you play for yeah. the upgrade. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the closest I think it comes to really lying to the yeah. public. But uh, I, I have always hated it and I still continue to hate it. The, the, here's another thing that really bothers me about early access is um, sometimes uh, uh, outlets will agree to review a game and the publisher will give us the game and say, the game comes out on this day, so the embargo is the day before. And then as the release approaches, somebody will find out, like usually somebody in the team notices this, hey, actually the game's coming out four days before our embargo for people who pay extra money. And so the publisher has actually tricked us into agreeing to not talk about the game until the public, after the public can play it by like three days. Right. And then we'll just be like, wait a second, because we have a policy at IGN that like if your embargo is after the game comes out in any way, we do not agree to it because we're not going to not talk about the game while it's already out just so we can get oh, you know, our access copy. Because that's just that's just bullshit. Right. Like we should be able to talk about the game the second or preferably before it's out because consumers are making decisions. And so sometimes publishers will use the early access period to like silence outlets for a couple days and get the players to you know pay be able for to it pay yeah. for it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. then and then the the embargo will lift like after the game's out and so we've had to like start to watch for that because every time we find it we hit we go the publisher and we go hey you can't do that like the the, the embargo cannot be after the game is out and they go well the game isn't out it's early access and i go it's out dude <laughs> that's a lie it's out already so yeah i've, I've hated this practice forever but i think Something about the way Diablo 4 implements it has really rubbed me especially the wrong way. And I, I just, I'm hoping that it'll cause some sort of uh, movement where people just say this is bullshit and stop doing it. But I, I really doubt that's going to happen. That I, from what I can tell, this game is selling like gangbusters and most people are buying the early yes. access version. And so. deservedly so. Um, but yeah, the license issue uh, was all over the place. They had PlayStation license issues with that platform on the day of release. Yep. They definitely yeah. had the license issue with the Xbox. I had that happen to me. I'm not on a shared account or anything like that. It just didn't let me in for about 10 tries uh, on opening day. Now, nothing like Diablo 3, if everybody remembers how bad that <laughs> was Terrible, years and years yeah. ago. But it's still pretty annoying when you have paid the extra money for the premium edition. And then it tells you the warning is actually you don't have a valid license. It's like, come yeah. on, bro. Our digital world. Yeah. Um, and apparently it was like a problem with some of the store, the way monetization was implement, implemented, excuse me, because uh, I remember, Dan, you said that, uh, and yep. I saw other people do this too, if you bought like anything from the store, even like a $2, $3 thing, whatever the lowest amount was, it kind of broke that hurdle and then you could log in. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily Diablo though. I think it was more the platform because you could go in and from what I saw, a lot of people were doing was downloading like the uh, PS Plus games or whatever and then restarting it. Basically, like they, they would they would purchase them or, or add them to their library is what they were yeah. doing. Or a free game or whatever. And it was it was yeah. a it was across the system. So yeah, had that's I known what that, I, that's, that's what, what I mean. Bought, it was you know. a it was actual license allocation problem on PSN. Like yeah. if you did something mm. to break that, it was very strange. So which Stupid. is hilarious, right? Because if you think about all the testing they did for this game, and generally speaking, the servers have been excellent. They had a mm -hmm. couple of hiccups yesterday for, I think, a couple hours, but otherwise they've been excellent. 
But the one thing, and I was thinking about this for being like an application manager in real life, is the one thing they couldn't test on broad scale prior to release was the licensing through the stores, like the actual shop functionality. Couldn't which, uh, is an interesting word to use to describe them not testing it. They certainly how, could. How have. are you going to allow customers to pay access through PSN or Xbox Live prior to release? Well, you can have the store live and simply not allow the purchases. They could have done testing. I think they hid that store very intentionally. I don't think I I think we're talking about different things. Ains is talking about the PlayStation Network store and the Xbox Live store. Yeah, like the game. I'm talking about the shop in game. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying that the problem was on the actual uh, uh, public, not publisher, the um, platform holders licensing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, the. But that's because in, on PlayStation, when you click pay, right, it, it works differently than some of the other ones. It like that's loads I mean. the yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. But I, I feel like I feel like I feel like they could I feel like they could have tested that, right? They could have had the shop live and had some placeholder items or maybe some items that were free during the beta and that you had to download just to test it. And to me, it feels like a really intentional choice that they completely removed that tab from all betas. And I should mention the review period, the review version was a separate app that didn't have the store at all. And no, they just gave us know. a B-roll video of it, which is yeah, in my I review. Know. I show it, but like I even comment like clearly, I think actually my only negative on this game, because I adore this game and we can talk more about why my biggest negative, and it's not even really a negative, but the monetization is really strong right there. To your point, you've got this aggressive part. Someone said in chat priority access, which sounds probably better than early access. But um, so you're paying for that. Then you have the Battle Pass, which actually doesn't start until season one begins of their seasonal activities in mid-July, they said. So about six weeks post-launch. That's a paid Battle Pass for premium, like any other game. And they have an in-game store, and the store is not cheap, right, for cosmetics. So there is a lot of money being thrown around at this game, whereas something like Path of Exile is a uh, has a lot of monetization for cosmetics you can buy, but it's a free-to-play game. Right. So like there's a big difference between paying a hundred dollars for a game and then buying a battle pass and then buying store yeah. items for a free to play game where you can buy cosmetics. I also think that they need a way to earn the premium items for people who are really dedicated to the game. A lot of games have that. Um, maybe not if you're free to play, but if you're a premium game, like even like Destiny. Rainbow Six which, does. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny, well, they, which they is might one of the they haven't showed the they haven't sh- I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you, Travis. They haven't shown the full battle pass yet. So they may have like you can That's earn true. currency through it. Yeah, there currently isn't, but like even the scummiest of life service games usually have a way for you to earn premium currency or pay to, you know, exorbitant in-game earnable currency to uh, <laughs> yeah. to uh, buy some of that stuff. So I would, I would hope that they'd have that. You, you want yeah. me to care about it. If you just have a full-on firewall between your pay and non-pay, I tend to ignore the stuff that asks me for money. If you instead require <clears throat> 50,000 fight tickets or 600,000 dust or whatever, I'm at least paying attention to what I'm earning and, and checking in on the store from time to time. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's usually a good idea. It's also a good idea because some people feel like, you know, they're getting hit with the uh, Twitter verification. I paid $8 tag if they walk around wearing something cool, but then everybody else who's playing with them goes, I know you paid for that bitch, you know? And then, uh, <laughs> You know, that, that's like a real thing. And so if, if you create a way where people could pay for it by earning it in game, then they could just be like, oh, no, totally, dude. I didn't pay for it at all. I earned it the hard way, you know. Yeah, so there's yeah, some yeah. like, you know, it gives you the ability to be a little. Well, just don't lie about it. Who cares? 
Well, that's the thing, but, <laughs> How much but there's, a, there's a social have, stigma. Honestly, shockingly, I haven't bought anything yet because really? because the battle pass starts in a few weeks. And yeah. honestly, to their credit, there are a ton of amazing item looks in the game already. Sure. Like uh, my my barbarian that I'm playing right now is my main after release looks incredible. So like yeah. you don't and their really trans mod, their trans mod is really awesome. really well, good. Yeah, that, and I don't have to I mean, collect so. 600 different resources and transmute right. them into different ones. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Don Don says, uh, and I'll make this point. He says we uh, Don Lionheart. What's up, Don? He says we let egregious uh, microtransactions happen without deducting points. And my argument, I wonder how you feel in this, Travis, is that it didn't deduct any kind of score from my review. I called it out that we're going to have to talk more about the shop and, and it looks very expensive, but it doesn't affect the game. You don't need any of that, right? It's just purely cosmetic if you want to look a certain way. And I don't think, in my opinion, that's not hurting the game. If you want yeah. to support the game more for some reason and you want to spend the money, it's there. You don't have to. I'd yeah, argue aspects uh, of it help the game. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the battle pass being put in because I think <laughs> it can give me more incentives to play than the seasons did in Diablo 3. Agree. Well, let me exactly. ask you guys this. You guys have seen the battle pass. I haven't really seen or you've well, seen like, the battle pass isn't in the game yet. Right, so right. But, but there's, you guys some early, like a, there's some early pictures oh, in, in right. my review are, that they provided they, us. Are they catered towards individual classes? Or is it just a general battle pass? It's general, and it gives you okay. stuff for all mm -hmm. classes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the uh, and I think that that's what they're going for. I think the culture in Diablo has always been you have one of every character if you're playing with us in the seasons, and then the seasons also require you to roll a new character and then play through yes. the, with the new character as a season. And so I learned yeah. something crazy. The game director said on Twitter yesterday, which I hadn't thought about. So you know, in Diablo Four, you have the Codex of Power, and you get all those powers. We were talking Dan yesterday about um, from all the dungeons, right, that you collect right. to build this Codex. When you roll a seasonal character, everything kind of retains in your account, yep. but you don't have any of the powers. So you you literally your Codex of Power when you roll a seasonal character is empty. Whereas like if you if you beat the campaign and you roll a second character and use the skip campaign button, that, which you can do after you beat the game, you still have all your Codex of Power powers. So you can yeah. apply them to your new characters. But on seasonal, you actually don't, which is kind of That's crazy. interesting. But you do keep yeah. all of your like extra potions and you get your uh, your well, 10 skill point stuff. right away. Yeah, all that stuff, which I think is huge. Because that's yep. honestly the biggest thing that helps you level up when you roll a new character is if you yeah. have 10 skill points right away, you're just like, boom, let's get yep. in there. Let's do a dungeon, you know? Um, it's really cool. But to uh, Don's point about the um, score not being affected yes. by microtransactions, I actually would not describe uh diablo's microtransactions as egregious because they're 100 cosmetic and they don't actually impact the game i think that is a line we can we need to continue to defend as gamers and when people cross it our battlefronts uh you know that sort of thing we can we can agree slap them down but this game is essentially a very very fun game that isn't really impacted at all by how you look i the only thing that starts to bother me about a purely cosmetic stores is when they keep all of the really cool looks out of the game. And that's where they, that's where they've clearly spent all of their time and all their design. And then everybody who is on the free version, free version, it's a hundred dollars guys, free version of the game doesn't pay for it. Uh, just looks like, you know, a bunch of hobos, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think Diablo has that problem right now. So no, I just, I, it, I, it, it really isn't that big of a problem. It just makes me roll my eyes. And by the way, a lot of live service games as somebody who plays a lot of them have way worse microtransaction systems. D destiny charges you for transmog 
right? Like transmog in this game is so well implemented. It's one button. You can do it on every single and thing. It's understandable. It's it's I've understandable. had every transmog system I've ever seen, and, and yeah. this one is super it's so easy. simple. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. And uh, like Destiny, you have to either do like a whole bunch of like quests, and then you cap out every season where you can't get more. So there's actually no way for you to do it for all the armor unless you're paying. Uh, and then you know it's just it's brutal, dude. And that's on top of a game that charges you for season passes, big expansions the main game and yeah. has microtransactions in it and also charges you for dungeons piecemeal. Like all the stuff they do is crazy. So Diablo four is nowhere near that. If they could just keep what they're at now and that's as far as they go with it, I will be a impressed and be surprised because I don't think it's going to stay that way. I, don't know, I love it. And I, I, I'm excited about <clears throat> the final pass. I mean, the one thing that's interesting about that is as you say, the concern that I would have is that you put all your coolest stuff only in the pay to play store or the battle pass. So at some level, they have to have cool stuff in there, but not like too cool that you say, oh, all of this stuff that has, I don't know, animations and ghost cartoons or whatever the hell they're going to add to their, <laughs> their various armors yeah. are only in the ones that you pay for and not in the, the game itself. I think the game right now looks cool, but there's going to be a shift in what items are in the game when that battle pass launches. So that'll be interesting to see. I also think the store, and this doesn't work for them. It isn't very good at explaining what the heck you'd be buying. So it's expensive. I can see that. But then they just have a bunch of boxes and the previews aren't very good to what it is that you'd be actually yep. getting on your character. So I think that their store implementation isn't great to get to get money in the door for them. I've not been interested in that store because they've they've tried to make it fancy. It's like a tarot card reader, but it's yeah. not it's not very easy Intuitive. for me to understand what the hell I'd be buying. If you, if you yeah, click they, on one of those cards, though, it'll bring you to a preview kind of mm -hmm. stage, kind of yeah. like... A, but you, to Hug's point, I think you have to really understand the game at a pretty deep level to understand what some of those are. Like, a lot of people don't really understand, like, what is a mount trophy or what is a... Oh, know, that like kind a, of stuff, I have no a, idea. A, go, a ghost grape tombstone and, uh, or whatever, you know? And I like, saw a couple people, a couple questions. Sorry, Travis, I keep cutting you off. I don't mean to. That's okay. Yeah, um, I saw a couple people ask around the store. So the, the store items, like say you buy the barbarian package, which includes looks for every aspect of your armor, right? It's it in the game. It functions as a transmog option, right? That's it. So people, people were asking like, um, well, can you turn them on and off? And can you do X, Y, and Z? Is it an item? It's none of that. It's just literally a skin. Yeah. And so when you go to like change your helmet in your transmog wardrobe, there'd be that option. For your helmet yep. look that's it that's all there is yeah you can do uh, other someone asked buy it. the, the other thing that i, I stuff. you did oh, yeah. of course you did yeah. the other yeah, thing so I let think me, let, yeah. let, can you answer this then because lucius asked in our chat can, when you buy the store items and they're transmog can you still adjust the color of them yep on the yes. die look 100%. oh cool yeah that's and cool. you and you okay. can right when you buy them it gives you the option just to apply it uh, yeah, right out the bat, so you can just oh, like not, store, without yeah, without it. having to go back to you know change and stuff nice. like that. You can you can just do it right there. You can change the colors and you can do them individually. You can do them as a set. Uh, okay, so I, that, I only bought one, uh, but that's you know the the only problem I have with the one I bought is that there's like a weird animation when you're running around because it's got like coming kind, of kind of like a a cape or something on it and it kind of flies like up in your face <laughs> as you're running around it's just kind of a weird animation glitch but it, you know i was like hey, you know what i got the money i'll just buy this because that's basically i don't i'm not going to be one of those guys that plays like 18 different characters 
you know, and tries. I don't know. I, I play the Necromancer since Diablo 2. Casual. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's who I've always been. I've always <laughs> loved the, the, the minions there. Diablo is set up for multiple characters. I mean, like, you share your currencies. Yeah. You yeah. share currencies, you share the favor stuff, like Travis said. So as you unlock stuff in the regions where you get skill points and extra potions, that all starts on all characters as well. And you have your stash, obviously. And when you, like you said, when you beat the campaign, it now allows you to skip the campaign for new characters. So when you start a yeah. second character after the campaign, if you want to, when you hit skip campaign and you go into the world, all the end game activities are already there. So yeah. like it's already all on the map. And are you already you leveled get, up? Yeah. Yeah, no, no you're not you're leveled level up. One. You're level one, but you can but, you can spend ten skill points, jump into a dungeon, and then in ninety minutes get to level forty. Like it's like yeah. super quick. And then when you're like, yeah, the, the, and then you can you also get your horse, so you can just hop on that and, you and go wherever the heck too. you want. And like you, they give you the they give you the fast travel point to the Tree of Whispers, which is one of the end game. All things very exciting when I one day end Act One. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah, that is uh, like, for the sure. Game is it. huge. I honestly recommend pushing through the campaign as quickly as possible and ignoring all the side quests until you're done with the campaign. Honestly, I, like the I know, but but the but like that's why I'm there. Yeah, I guess I guess I just the campaign is not worth the. It's so not what, that bad. Come on. I was going to ask you guys this. You guys it's played for a bit of it. Um, it's not terrible. A little bit. You, you just said something about the side quest. Is it is it better to wait because you'll get better loot? Uh, side quests later on or is it allow is it, me it really to matter? tell you about my extensive research into how side quests work in diablo 4 because it is extremely confusing okay. <clears throat> first of all you have a maximum capacity of 20 side quests yes a Wait, feature i all? hate a yes. feature i hate uh and i you, you mean once carry you more than 20 side quests like, in, in your quest log, you journal. cannot accept any new ones. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, which that is crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a problem if you're, like, pushing through the campaign and grabbing every side quest you can, which uh, I, yeah, okay. I hate that. Second of all, your XP and rewards are determined based on what level you are when you accept the side quest. Accepted which side is quest. crazy oh. because I was grabbing side quests all every which way, doing a bunch of stuff, and then going back and completing it and getting like level two XP. I was pissed. Okay. That, but you're so also, that, but hold on, wait. So so it's based on when you, you grab it, but the enemy level still levels up. The, the enemy and the side so, quest level so still you, level with you, but so say you, you accepted you a quest doing, at 10, yeah, you go back right. and do it when you're 30, your rewards will be level 10. That's correct. Even when you pick them up. That's it's dumb. crazy. Yeah, basically which is, they're... Which is my, what I get you, my guess is that they're trying to get you to stop and smell the roses and you know the, the maximum side quests and all that, but... I talked to the. I actually asked them about this in my interview because I was so annoyed by these things. Yeah, we figured this out like, in the review period. We're like, wait, it does what? Yeah, like what? Yeah. Also, the vendors asked them about that. Like, why do vendors sell you garbage? Which actually, I got a, I got a good answer on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, the the way that side quests work to me is kind of unhinged. But it doesn't really matter because <laughs> side quests are not what you spend your time doing when you beat the campaign. And yeah, you, you guys are probably playing the right way where you're going through to snail's pace and doing all the side quests as you complete the campaign. That's probably the right way to do it, but it is the least inefficient way to do it. And by the end, when you beat the campaign, you're going to be like, damn, I probably should have saved all that stuff because as soon as you unlock Tree of Whispers bounties, you can be like double, you could be getting double rewards for a lot of that stuff because you can do bounties while you're uh doing uh the quests 
you can be on your horse so you can get to objectives faster and complete the side quests in like a third of the time and like all the things that you but, lose by doing the side quests while you're going through the campaign it's just not worth it at all like it's just not the only the only thing i would say and you're right uh there's definitely more efficient ways but like one thing i'm doing because we've played three betas and the review and we've started over for the fifth time and that's not counting extra characters right but one thing i am doing on this playthrough right is i am stopping and spawning the roses like i'm immersing myself in the world because i know i'm actually keeping everything and I'm going to play this game for years to come, right? So it's I'm just taking my time. It's a better world than Diablo 3. Yeah, it, is. It, is. it is. It is. More solid. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in that vein, like, you're absolutely right, Travis. Like, if you're someone who's uh, looking at this mathematically, mm -hmm. it is the least efficient way to do how probably a lot of people are playing it, like an open-world RPG, where you collect side quests and then you just do them intermittently. But... If you don't care about just the most efficient grinding path, right, to get to a higher level or end game or whatever it is, you can still kind of enjoy yourself. The other thing you can do, and this is kind of like a little pro tip, if you will, is even if you've accepted, let's say you've accepted a side quest like 10 levels ago and it's just been sitting there and now you want to do it, you can go in the menu and you can hit X on Xbox. I don't know what it is on their platforms. You can abandon it, right? Abandoning it will remove it from your log. But then you can go right back to where you accepted it the first time, re-accept it, and it'll be at your current level. So gotcha. that's another option for you. Um, someone said, someone asked a question, does Diablo 4 play well on console? Very. It is incredibly well optimized. Um, in fact, you know, new PC, I was playing uh, max everything on PC for my review. And I'm not lying to you, playing on the Series X right now, because I'm kind of vegging out on the couch, if you will, it damn near looks and feels the same. Other than some very high frame rate stuff, which you don't really notice in this game, it is super well optimized. So yes, play wherever you want to enjoy it. So it can be done, is what you're saying. So, <laughs> all right, good. To well, know. it's it's uh, who was it? It was either Rod or Mike Yabar over at Blizzard said. I think it was Mike, and he was he gave a little insight, and he said this game has been worked on by a huge team, right, for six years. Sure. They've been working on this, yeah. and quite frankly, it shows right a game is huge a lot of the systems in it are incredibly well optimized and polished there's a lot of environmental storytelling in this game to hoax point this world is much better than diablo 3's it's gorgeous it runs well on everything i mean it's just i i absolutely adore it um this is yeah, almost I think go ahead sorry i was gonna say i think we should probably get back to saying nice things about the game that's because what I was gonna say. Yeah, I think I think we've fallen prey to creating a, a what my editor calls a complaint ghetto, which is where you, <laughs> yeah. you you put all the complaints together in one section, and then it leaves a really bad taste in the reader's mouth. Yeah, and stuff. so let's we be have clear. To, yeah, this we're game kind of a lot when we're the game is overwhelmingly thing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly believe, like, um, you know, this always had the capability. Uh, capacity i should say of being one of my favorite games ever because it's just everything that rings my or checks off my boxes for a game right and it is way up there like i play a lot of arpgs i've talked many times about my love of loot games um i have over a thousand hours in path of exile i have over 1500 hours in diablo 3 played diablo 1 and 2 for life torchlight you know you name it and diablo 4 is almost on day one, which I think is most impressive, because I wrote in my review, most ARPGs start as kind of like a shell and they expand over time. But on day one, this game is uh, such a broad experience from an ARPG perspective with so many systems at play that kind of supports 
um, casual players to a degree, but they also brought back a lot of the kind of deeper stuff that stat number nerds like me love uh, that more akin to like Diablo 2 than 3 was. 3 was a little more kind of a streamlined experience. So, um, But it somehow does all that while maintaining the action of 3, which I think was really good, right? So it's like this perfect kind of... Um, uh, uh, mix of the things I love about ARPGs and just top to bottom, it's incredible. It's and uh, Katie Cotton asked me, she said, are you sorry, Hope? I said, it's certainly very evocative of two. I mean, you can tell that that's what they wanted to get back. A lot to. of inspiration. Yeah, for sure. And and they've talked like the Diablo community, if you're not aware, is kind of very weird in the sense of there's that hardcore piece of the community that swears that Diablo 2 is the greatest game of all time and no game will ever top it and blah, blah, blah. Everything they've done since sucks. And, you know, you have that kind of group that thinks that way. And it's very Halo? clear that they were not only inspired, it, very similar to the old school Halo guys. Yeah. Um, so you have that kind of mentality out there, but you can tell that this game was heavily inspired by 2 in that direction. And I keep reminding people, this is launch. Like, they've been very clear that they're going to expand this game for years to come, right? And by... We don't know what it's going to look like long term, but I think that uh, on day one, it's just incredible. Katie Cotton asked, she said, are you mad right now that you're having to stream this show and not play? <laughs> no joke. Before the show, it was like half an hour before starting and I was setting up and I was like, do I have 15 minutes? I can quickly jump in and do something real fast before <laughs> I, I log in. It's funny. Um, I just got into a town and I was like, I could squeeze in another 10 minutes. No, I, I, shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. And off yeah. it went. Yep. It's uh, it's amazing. I just um, it's really neat. And, and and to be honest with you, um, I think I do see some people. What I would caution against is if you're looking for a deeper ARPG and you're playing this and you're level ten, level twenty, what have you, or pretty early, even level thirty, it gets like this game really doesn't come into its own in terms of like character builds and skill compounds and affixes and aspects until only starts in late 30s early 40s in terms of level and then broadens out once you get to the paragon piece so like if you're early in the game and still kind of thinking i feel kind of weak or squishy or you know i don't really know what i'm doing just stick with it it's a massive game and the the arc of power power leveling is a little later in this game than some other ones that come on earlier or if you are feeling like the campaign is hard to get through it might be because your character was very clearly designed for Endgame in mind, and they didn't put a thought into how it would feel to play it in the campaign, which is one of the critiques I have for pretty much all of the melee classes, actually, including Rogue, even though Rogue is damn good. Uh, it's playing the campaign can be a bit of a slog at times. Barbarian as, uh, is tough to keep alive. There's no question. Barbarian's tough to keep alive, even with their 50% uh, damage uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll teach resistance. you guys. It's okay. No, but here's the thing, Ains. You have you to admit, Playing as a sorcerer, you can push through that campaign in like half the time. But that's always it's that's like, always the case. I know, but they that's a still a problem. They, I, I, I think know, that, but that, I mean they're glass cannons. I mean that's what yeah that's what for the, sorcerer for the, has always been. Correct, but it still is interesting that some some character classes don't really start feeling good until you get through the campaign because it like for example, I'm probably not going to be a sorcerer main, but I'm playing the campaign on sorcerer because. I want to get through the campaign quickly and efficiently and it's way easier to do that and then when i beat the campaign i'm going to do my actual main rogue and skip the campaign and then just jump in the end game with her so i just kind of yeah. find it weird that because I, I fall i find a lot of people who are casuals to, to diablo 
falling prey to this thing where they're like, oh, it doesn't really feel good to be a druid. And I'm like, wait, the druid's one of the best endgame classes. It just kind of sucks. It's definitely more specialized. Yeah, yeah, I agree exactly. with you. I agree with you. But yeah. again, it's like, I, and I was having this conversation last night, and you guys can tell me what you think, but I think one of the, the things that people fall victim to with these games is, one, these games are meant to be played for a very long time, years, right? Um, and I think people fall victim to wanting instant gratification and feeling strong and powerful very early in the game. And, and that's not really the way these games are designed in theory. It's okay that it'll take you dozens of hours if you want to play this type of game to get through the campaign and to slowly build up that power arc if you're a druid or barbarian or what have you. And I think some people are just like, I want to look up a build video that's going to make me powerful now. And that's just, it's not how these games work. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you, but I think to the casual player, which half of the panel is, they they have a very different experience <laughs> that I think is... Aren't you guys casual, Diablo games? Well, I mean, I played a lot of seasons of Diablo 3. Yeah, same. I, I think that... That was great. <laughs> I think that Diablo 4, playing the Barbarian, I think if I were to analyze what's happening in the game, one of the things that I have a problem with is it doesn't appear to have a good enough alert for you're getting really bashed about the skull right this second. Like, it's just very fast. Like, you think you're doing fine. You glance over with the time that you have to check on your health, and then suddenly it's your ghost on the screen. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's very different to play a get-in-there-and-mix-it-up character than the necromancer who I'm mostly decomposing people from afar. And it's much more survivable and almost to the point of being the opposite, where it's like I forget to check my health, and that's when I die. Uh, but I just think that it's not balanced in a way that makes playing the barbarian super fun, at least where I am. And I'm in the twenties. Right. So. Exactly. I I just think there's some like, like they clearly designed these glasses to all feel really good at a certain point in the game, but the journey, the power journey to get to a longer journey. It is for some. That's my problem with it is that it's really imbalanced. For some, some, they feel good right away. And for some, it takes them a really long time to feel good. And I think that if you're just a person who's playing the campaign and doing the side quest, like as Hoag said, the reason I said he was a casual is because he said the reason he plays is for the campaign. That's not most Diablo players, right? The campaign is the appetizer for most people. And so if he's going to do that, he's going to have a not great experience all the way until the end of what he cares about. And then his class is going to start feeling good. If I were making this game, I probably would have put more time into making the power climb for each class feel about equally as fun, because that's sort of the problem, right? Is that you don't feel powerful as you're leveling for, for many of these classes. And that to me is a bit of a, of an issue for, for a certain segment of the player. For me, I'm going to burn through it with my sorcerer. And then the great thing is that Hogue will never get to experience is that when you create a, a barbarian, level one and skip the campaign because he chose it as his first character. When I create a barbarian, it's going to feel good right away because I'm going to get those 10 skill points at the start. I'm going to jump into a dungeon, level up 15 times in one dungeon. Yeah, I'm see, you're you're talking of, skill again, points. you're back to talking the fastest way to get to somewhere. I'm, saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the way that feels the best in that class, the fastest, because you can enjoy the, the journey, fastest. but if you're not, if you're not really, yeah, but getting to the fun, right? Because if you're but not really fun enjoying, all weekend, I just <clears throat> I've had fun all weekend. I'm just not sure the barbarian is. It doesn't feel good to play the barbarian. Built right, the all the time. Yeah, that's that's my problem. The barbarian's built right, but it's built right at level fifty plus. It's not built right at twenty. Twenty, maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's my problem is some, some classes just do better at feeling good the whole ride. And I wish that that were true of just more classes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think it might be, but in these type of games, it's always going to be the, 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 the despair, this, ah, the difference between uh, ranged and melee characters. I mean, that's just always the case. That's true. But the, the, you know, you, you, you've got it also, there, there's no. Builds. Yes, it is. No, because you can two, do stuff. Diablo 3, Path of Exile, Torchlight, all the exact Just because thing. they haven't done it well doesn't mean it can't be done well. I think there but, are but, definitely things you can do to protect melee characters, give them abilities to move quickly and leap and that sort of stuff so that they have a bit more ability and more, most importantly, give them damage resistance against close range enemies, which they do for the Barbarian, but I would say while you're leveling, they don't really do it enough. And so I, I just think there's I, I think there's some stuff you could do to make it feel a little better to Hoke's point. And it, it that's that's it. This is a nitpick because yeah, most you're back of the time, to nitpicking again. Like, that's what I do, bro. I'm a yeah, critic. You, said, you literally on? said, "Let's move on to talk about the things yeah, we right. love." And now you're, you're right. going on a ten minute rant about some small. You're thing right. In the game. Stop talking. You're right. I said you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, we the, the world is great. The graphics are great, and and one of my favorite bits of the Barbarian is that they really do a good job of having impact to the animations when you're hitting them with yes. your weapons. I mean, like that's that is feeling good but you also die a ton and that's not feeling so good um and i could play better i'm sure but i do my best and 15 deaths for the barbarian equals zero deaths for the necromancer yep so i've got good the whole time until you get so i am playing barb now i played druid for review build um i am playing barb now i'm at 45 as of last night um, it really started to come into its own, and I was telling friends and sending them clips of stuff probably in the early 30s, I would say, to Travis's point. Um, but I, uh, I'm really, really enjoying it now. Um, so I think that um, if I can uh, – we'll talk offline, Hoke. I think there's some things I can point out that maybe, you know, I've learned along the way that I could share that may help a little bit. So, um, yeah. sorry, Dan, you were going to say something. Don't they have – I mean, there, there's so many variations of bills. I mean, I – I've yes. bought nothing with my gold except for respecking, basically. Um, I'm about level 25, 26, okay. and that's all I've done. You know, I'm trying to find, like, you know, especially with a necromancer, you can go so many different ways. You know, trying to find that. Of course. I mean, I mean we, we discussed this. This is what I no, played. You, do, you just look like a necromancer in real life. So of course, yeah, I'm <laughs> much, much fatter than a, probably a normal necromancer. Can you see him with the hat? You know how the necromancers were like those long hats, and like I could see that on him really well. That would no, fit. With some would. skull. I might have one in the closet. You, know? you never know, man. But yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think it took me. A, it, it took me a while to figure out a, a a build that suited me, and I think there's a lot of other options. Like there's. You know everything. I like how they unlock everything. You know, based on that, it, that that's it's it's a great game. I, I do have issues with you know if if like a casual like me apparently. Um, you know, it, I'm sorry. It's, I thought you were. I, I no, I, 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 not, it's fine. I, that's totally fine. No offense, Travis. That's fine. <laughs> I just I looked at you and I thought casual. I literally have a shirt that says it, so it's it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I, I think it just takes a while. It takes a lot of testing for me. You know, because yes. I, I enjoy doing that kind of stuff too. You know, Division Two is kind of a big one for me, where it was just like trying to find, you know, everything that you know fits together. I'm not the gear part of it right now. At least at my level, is just kind of throw in what's gonna. Just, yeah, just it, it doesn't numbers. matter at all. Yeah. Three numbers to the end. Right. And that's that's basically at this point, because there I haven't gotten anything that was 
that's game changing or that helps it gives me any bonuses or anything like that. I was mad at that, but you can't be you can't be running. I mean, you don't get anything. I mean, I mean, Ains, Ains, I get why you're upset because that's not how you do builds. But but at their at their level, it doesn't really matter because they're gonna be right. Yeah, right now. I mean, you say just green numbers and don't look at the skills. It doesn't do anything. At the same time, you're saying I die a lot. It's like, yeah, Yeah, there's probably a reason. But I, I mean, I play the same way with the other character class. Yeah. Well, as we said, the other character class is going to kill things more quickly in that. In that, yeah, vein. It's, easier. it's easier. Yeah, that's what, that's what but, I'm saying. Um, that Feel, doesn't it feels mean better it, quicker. The class, it doesn't mean it's the class's fault. The class is too squishy. It means you're probably not well optimized. Well, I mean, I've played all my ARPGs the same, which is essentially green numbers during the middle levels until you get to something that you can actually build around. I don't think that's wrong, Ains. Like what, he, what he's saying, I, I get wrong, but I get I get why why you're saying it. But like you're everybody who plays ARPGs knows that your loot game doesn't really matter until you get higher level because you're going to replace all that stuff. And so they try to simplify it so that they don't spend a lot of time min maxing when they're just going to throw all the stuff out. So I totally get that. The other thing that kind of makes the classes feel a little imbalanced during the campaign, by the way is some of the classes get access to their abilities immediately their special class abilities like the sorcerer and the necromancer who are some of the ones that feel better and then other ones like the druid get it way later and as soon as they get it they start feeling amazing but it's like you have to wait till like what act three i think it is on the druid to get your spirit boons it's like Hmm. way too long It's It's, it's level 15. No, that when don't you get but the mission? You have to unlock a mission that's in a different area, like the it's like the barbarian. Region, but you you can go to it. Yeah, you you, you can go, go you, can, you can go to it early, but the enemies there are way stronger than you, and you you'll get stomped if you do it. I think they're like level twenty five, and the barbarian is like level twenty area as well. Like they're kind of farther away, and so when you don't have access to those right away, like you do with the necromancer and the sorcerer, because it's literally area one for both of those, it kind of is like. I don't know. I, I get why they did it, and it's super cool. But it it I get I get what what Hogue is saying. I I, I don't think yeah. he's making it. Like I love the game. I just yeah, the great. barbarian is very tricky to keep alive, and I I my my and UI complaint is that they probably need a little bit more of that red or the cracking of your health or something like that, just to alert you of you're on Uno for hits and things like that. Because I think it just comes very fast when you're in the melee mode. They've stuck with that orb of blood for all of the Diablo games. And I've always thought it was a really bad UI for health. And they're just, they're, I feel, I think they can't put it down because of tradition, but they should. It's they like tried a very to change bad it. I agree. Look at some of the yeah. early designs. They tried to change it and the community went nuts. I know, but like, here's yeah. the thing. It's bad design. Like they are, <laughs> they should, they should get rid of it. It's not a good idea, but the community is just like on principle, like, no, that's Diablo. If I don't see my little blood bottle, then, you know, is it even Diablo? And I'm just like, <laughs> guys, there's a million ways to do that better. I, I kills And make sure I know on, um, um, make sure you can, cause I think, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't by default, it puts it on the bottom left of the screen, but you, sh- you can recenter it. It's much yeah. better in the center. So if you haven't centered it, center it. Trust me. I don't know about that, Ains. Because that's much part better of the center because that's where your better. eyes are for your character. It's better for monitoring, but then it's right in the middle of the screen and it's a giant orb. You know what I mean? Like it's just the UI is so bad on this thing. It should be a bar and it should be at the very bottom or very top of the screen. It should be super easy to see and also not a big giant ball. Like it's just such a bad design. It kills me. I get that it's flavor. The center of the map or the screen, though, is it? No. No, it's it's on the sides. 
Yeah, I, I changed that immediately. That was I was like, what the hell is this garbage? They're both right <laughs> next to each other. This is this isn't Diablo. This is craziness. How about this? Can we just agree there should be an option to change the UI to something modern and sure. I don't know, good? Like in the menu, you should be able to. I would love you something to get rid above of my character, order. maybe a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably have an enemy bar above me. Yeah, yeah, please yeah, something. And then, and then all the weirdos who insist on bad design for the sake of tradition can just keep it. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Let's do it. Everyone's happy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Play your choice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I think uh, I mean that's a lot on Diablo. Um, it is uh, if you like. ARPGs and you know you're a Diablo fan. I, I I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of people are loving this game. Um, I would say I have the only kind of broader complaint, which I knew would come, Travis. I don't know about you, but I see people saying like, um, you know, early on they're early in the game, and either the either the loot feels lackluster or kind of the the story arc. And I just keep reminding people like this is a much bigger game than past ones and the arc of it and the game world and stuff like it, it's a long game. So like just I would be wary of that thinking, you know, I'm 10, 15 hours in. Why isn't the game this? Why isn't the game this? Like you are barely starting. Um, it's just a huge game. And it was just clearly designed that way in a number of aspects from your character building to your power curve to the loot building. All those things were designed with a longer tail than, you know, the, the 15 hour mark. So just keep that in mind, I would say. Yep. I love the campaign story. I mean, again, for things that are evocative of Diablo 2, chasing after a demon wandering the world is it's very inspired by it, too. Yeah, and, and Lilith is must awesome. be early, huh? There, to Travis's point, there is a... It sets it up very well, and there's some amazing scenes at the end, but the, the mid is kind of a lot of... To Travis's point, you're running around the world, which some people may love, but it, it does feel a little fillerish at times. Getting caught in sandstorms and uh, <laughs> talking to random drunkards you've never met and wondering why, why certain demons are returning for seemingly no reason. There's, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, it's, but it's, it, weird. it's cool. It's cool. Um, like so I said, one else? day I'll be in Act 2. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, yeah, I'm level 45. And I only finished Act One, I think, yesterday. Um, so, Good like, Lord. I'm just, I'm soaking it in. Well, I'm, you know, I've done a lot of dungeons, and you know, that's why I'm leveling. You can't help but level when you start doing all the extra content, like dungeons or strongholds and live events. You're like, gonna over level, level pretty quick. quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, I actually think one of the mistakes they made was um, making the Tree of Whispers locked behind the campaign because I feel like it should be locked behind getting level fifty or something like that or yes or you know something like that you. just because it's weird that there people are the incentivized incentives are at odds with each other it's like hang out and enjoy the campaign right. but i'm also you know level 50 and i'm starting to feel like there's nothing to do and then you know push through the campaign to get to the end game so that you can actually start earning real rewards it feels a little um contradictory because i i empathize i empathize with like hogue and you who want to do it slowly but like you guys are making a huge mistake like in the long term <laughs> you guys are you guys are wasting so much power no. and loot potential no, it's this like, is like this is like video games right you get to the end of a game and you're like i guess i wasted those 40 hours i wasted so much time i played the game that i enjoyed hopefully yeah All see we're, we're we're back again you're talking about time and i'm oh, saying no, I'm no, just, I'm just he's a, a very easy very min max oriented player I'm yeah that's what i'm saying like i'm just enjoying normally normally i'm not a min max oriented player at all but like diablo 4 is so stark in its like 
incentivization to make you get through the campaign as quickly as possible. All I'll say is that the IGN Diablo Slack slash Discord is separated into two groups and they are named. And one is like, you know, the the story peasants and then the other one is the kings of skipping cutscenes. Those are the two, you know, <laughs> oh, groups. Who uh, skips cutscenes. Yeah. Stop. The kings, the kings of skipping yes, cutscenes. No, they're they're, 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 they're paupers. Yeah, they're, that's what I mean. They're but he, they're like level seventy-five right now. So those guys are doing something right. See that? That's yeah. that's. I don't know. I'm level forty-five, so I'm already further than I want to be. But that's. I don't know. Everyone plays their own way. Play your own way. They do. They uh, really I'm do. Very so much Diablo, Diablo has so many different types of players in it. It does. In its fandom, yeah. it's very funny. Um, yeah. But yeah. So to the. The one thing I would say to Travis's point, just so you guys are aware of what the structure of the game, if you didn't read reviews or anything, just to end on this point is once you beat the campaign, right? And they talked about this prior to launch. Once you beat the campaign, you get this dungeon that appears in the first city called the Capstone Dungeon, right? It's a level 50 dungeon, like on paper, and you have to conquer that. You can do it in a party. You can do it solo, whatever. You have to beat it. It's like a long dungeon, bunch of enemies, bunch of like mini bosses, like elites and stuff, right? And then it has a boss at the end. Once you beat that, you unlock the ability to go to world tier three, which is Nightmare. But what's very distinct, what Travis is referring to, is once you switch to Nightmare, new things appear on the map, new activities appear on the map, new loot appears, and it changes like... I like it because it feels like the game starts over, like it's a refreshing of everything that happens. But his point is, is that if you get to like level 50, 60, 70, and you're still playing the campaign... The, the progression curve kind of tails off because to do any of that later progression, you have to move to world tier three. So there's yeah. a, it's at odds of one another between yeah. do I need to finish the campaign and then come back to some of the other stuff yes. so I can, I can continue to get new things that only yeah. appear in world tier three. And you get punished because you're missing out on a ton of loot that you would just be getting passively and huge dumps of XP being passively by completing Tree of Whisper bounties, which you cannot get access to until you beat the campaign. And so there's just like, that, that my point is not that I'm a min-maxer who doesn't care about story and thinks everybody should do everything the most efficient way. I actually hate people who think like that because games to me are about just having fun and exploring and it's not always about doing the most efficient thing. The reason I say it about Diablo specifically is because Diablo designs a lot of its systems around endgame stuff. And if you are haven't beaten the campaign, it like actively hurts you in like a lot of it makes the game feel worse, basically, is like the reason I'm kind of I'm criticizing it. But guys, I love this game. I give it a nine out of ten. I love this game. I've only given four nines out of tens in my entire time at IGN. I've given zero ten out of tens. I love this game. I just want to put that out there. It's just that I can't love something without criticizing it deeply. If, in fact, if I'm not criticizing your game, I probably don't love it enough. That's how yeah. I feel. You know, if I have a few things to say. Your fiance has got to just love it. Oh, man. No, She's God. in the ringer. I love you so much. You suck. Gosh, but yeah. can you please, you know, cut your toenails? I love you. Let me, I love you so much. I created this itemized list of fifty ways you can be even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, let's grab uh, let's grab a couple super chats and uh, I have a giveaway uh, winner to announce, and then we'll quickly talk about some other games as well. Um, yeah. Danny got these. We got Mr. Don back in the house. Yeah, Don with the twenty dollars super chat. Speaking of subs, here's a pub. 
service announcement. I was, I, I thought it was a poem for a second. <laughs> um, sir, announce. Thanks a lot, Don. Uh, uh, you cannot re uh, receive gift subs if you are uh, using a YouTube brand account. Brand accounts are old YouTube accounts, like uh, accounts manageable by multiple people. You've got to be using a Google account. I have no idea what any of that means, but thank you, Don, for the information. Um, what does that mean, guys? Because you guys do all the YouTube stuff. I don't. I don't do any of it. I'm not. Do you know what he means by a brand account or old YouTube accounts? Accounts manageable by multiple people. You got to be using a Google account. Yeah. I don't know exactly the the difference there um, because I have multiple Google accounts. I have a brand account, um, so I'd, I'd have to play around with that. So I don't know exactly what you mean there, Don. Mm -hmm. All right. But thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Don. Yeah. If, yeah. If, throw up what it means. Again, in throw the, it in the yeah. chat. And, yeah. He got his public servant out. The pub. So his, his pub. Speaking of subs, so he, he got it the out pub. there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's going to help somebody. <laughs> That's my new song for next week. <laughs> Don, thank you very much. Appreciate you. All got, right. What's that? Big Afro Man. Big Afro Man. Big Afro Man. Yeah, I like it. Maybe it's big. Maybe maybe somebody took that. You know. Yeah, but thank you for the $5 super chat. On a quick side note, do you guys like the Mega Man Battle Network series? If not, I suggest you guys give it a try. Of course, Travis loves it. Thank you for, getting, for getting weekly me. content. Super underrated Mega what Man we, games. What is it? And I don't yeah. mean they're, it they're, they're so Game sorry. Boy games Mega that Man turn... RPG. Yeah, they oh, turn Mega Man into an RPG with a battle system that's like turn-based and strategic. Cool. And I haven't played they're, they're really dope. They made a bunch of them, and uh, I think you can play all of them in the remasters that uh, Capcom recently came out yeah, with. Yeah, put out a collection last month or yeah, two months ago. Super underrated games. The first one's a little tough to get through, but they just piled on sequel after sequel after sequel, and so you can uh, play them, and they're really addictive. They're actually some of my favorite Mega Man games, which is very controversial. Okay. Very cool. Um, by the way, thank you very much, Big Afro Man. Uh, Lucius clarified. He said... This was to do with Google Plus. He said, for example, this his account was an old YouTube account, and when Google Plus became a thing, it forced the account to be a brand account. Hmm. So now he says he can't receive any memberships. That's really weird. Google's going to Google, I guess. Yep. Um, big guy for man, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it. Um, by the way, oop, sorry. Let me uh, thank uh, Sandra Ramirez for gifting five uh, memberships over on the Hoag channel. Vintage Willow, uh, Legend as well, gifting five memberships on both channels. Thank you very much. And uh, shout out to Midnight Dreary as well, who gifted their membership on the Season Gaming Channel. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So is anyone else but me, with all this Diablo time and talk, uh, I actually did turn on a different game this week. Street um, Fighter Gollum. Uh, <laughs> I felt obligated to, which was Street Fighter Six, of course. Because yeah. Very yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah, to this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very excited about it. It's 92 meta uh, as we speak. And uh, I know our reviewer, big fighting game fan, Mr. Elu Spook, who is in our chat on the season gaming side, uh, is absolutely adoring it. So uh, yeah. I set up my character yesterday, joined my joined the season gaming team, and uh, checked out a couple fights real quick. It is stunningly gorgeous. Um, Let me say this so that Travis can continue to call me a casual. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got this game. I tried to play it the way that I'd played Street Fighter for years and years and years with the normal or classic controls. And my left hand was having none of it. And I went to the modern controls that essentially put special moves onto a button in a direction like a Smash Brothers. 
and uh, was immediately much better able to play the game. So that's awesome. Nice. I'm playing modern controls, and I can play Street Fighter VI even with my left hand in its current state. So I very much appreciate that. Yeah, they have three settings, right? Don't they have one too? Yes, they have something like... called dynamic, but I don't, tr- I don't trust them to pick what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't know what that <laughs> is exactly. I, uh, I don't think that's casual at all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think that's great uh, because I was talking to Cerebral Paul, who's uh, big in the community. You know, we talk about accessibility a lot. Has Cerebral Palsy, and uh, he struggles with a lot of like, uh, you know, certain movements like that and stuff. And he was uh, complimenting that on the design as well. It's I very hard to get that precision. Like my yeah, hand is yeah. mostly back. I can play Diablo, but it's very hard to get that level of precision for like a, especially the, the drive attacks where you have to double up on them. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that much about the game. I only played it briefly, um, but it is uh, doing extremely well. Seems that kind of the core fighting game community, right? Really, really loving it. It's great to see street fighter back and, uh, and rocking. So um, very, very cool that that release this week. And eventually, you know, five years from now when I'm done playing Diablo, I will uh, put some time in the Street Fighter Six here, but I had to at least check it out yesterday. By the way, the character creator in the game is amazingly detailed. There are like hundreds of options, um, and I made a guy that looks very goofy like me, like an older fighter. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and it's it's got a lot more than certainly some entries in the series to, to have as options to play. So they've got this battle hub thing where you're essentially in an arcade, except that you can... Yeah except that you can throw down with the other players in the arcade in the middle of it. And it's got a world tour mode and it's got arcade mode. So like, if you're anything like me, you go and you play arcade mode with the character that you've selected a couple times. And then I've been kind of going through the various things that are available in the game. And it's, it's interesting. It's a lot closer to maybe the nether realm mortal Kombat side of things in terms of with volume of things to do. It's also very live servicey in that it's got, these things called kudos points associated with given characters. You can go and you can earn those points and do dailies and weeklies to get tickets to buy things from their store. And it's just got a lot of things that are hooks to have you want to play the game that I think is nice. It's it's fighting games have always had a little bit of a weaker shelf life for me in terms of why am I playing this? What am I going to do with this? Uh, and it's nice to have those hooks. Those are obviously microtransaction hooks for the long term. But I think just like Diablo, it's good to have those things out there. And just like Diablo, Street Fighter Six doesn't have their battle pass or store ready at launch either. So the, the games clearly aren't waiting for everything possible to be in there and ready. They're giving it a couple of weeks before they start those seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. It's very broad to your point. A lot of things in a fighting game that you that would extend uh, the life of the game and kind of give you more ways to engage with it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and the world tour mode and stuff. But you can still like uh, it's also got kind of the practice right where it shows you how to do certain things, which is great. Like the tutorial side, it's got um, still got the kind of story mode for the characters if you want to play kind of classic way. And um, yeah, it's it's really well done. I'm looking forward to spending some more time with it when uh, eventually, like I said, so get this uh, addiction off of me here in months to come hmm. uh what else you guys been playing anything good i wasn't uh, joking. I've been playing Gollum. yeah i know you have That's street crazy. fighter 6 diablo 4 and Gollum. so last week when we talked you were somewhere in the 10 hour ballpark of Gollum, and you talked a little bit about it how much more did you play this week how further are you let's call it three or four okay my biggest Any better my biggest time sink outside of 
Diablo has primarily been board games this week, actually. So we get nice, nice. to work on dexterity. Good. Uh, okay. But, but um, yeah, I, I think Gollum is okay. It's obviously not anywhere near the other games that came out this week, but I have not been dissatisfied with my time spent with Gollum. Yeah. Maybe that's that, that'll be that'll be like, you know, the studio's excuse. <laughs> Listen, we launched right by Diablo 4. It would have been a crazy good hit. You know, <laughs> this was so a blockbuster, like, but Yeah, it was a yeah. blockbuster, but we really kind of screwed up the launch date. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I like that uh what, what what did you just say, Hogue? Uh damn, the the line you just said about it. Like I haven't been completely I'm dissatisfied. not dissatisfied with my time. <laughs> that's going to be their box quote. <laughs> <laughs> the only box quote they have about Gollum. I'm not dissatisfied, Hogue yeah. Law. Oh, <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be dissatisfied about that one. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my God! Too yeah, funny. you got to keep your expectations a little lower, Travis. But I, I don't want. <laughs> that, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so why don't we jump over to? Oh, you got something else to talk about? I've I've just been playing Street Fighter Six, and it's great. And I'm you know also Destiny added fishing. But yeah, that's, you're you fishing. Pay for the fish? No, no. You just you get bait. And then you fish in a fishing hole. It's pretty stupid. That's in Destiny. They're just Destiny. gonna they're just gonna run every live service thing that they possibly can. Yep. Yeah, seriously. What are they just throwing shit at yep. the wall right now? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's <laughs> where we're at with that one. So <laughs> not stoked about that. Uh but yeah, the uh Street Fighter Six is amazing and also Tears of the Kingdom. My God. What a game. <laughs> I know I'm late, but like geez, what a game. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is great. It is amazing. Everybody should play that game. I was playing it, but I knew with Diablo coming out that it was going to get overshadowed. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will get back to it eventually. I was enjoying my time with it, which coming from me says something. Um, I really yeah. was enjoying it. Um, so the, yeah. the only thing I don't know about you guys, and I know other people have felt this way. The only thing that, that gets to me when I switch to playing on the Switch or a Nintendo game is the damn control schemes. They always screw me up because I'm so used to things being very universal on most switch, games. Switch them inside the system. I have to every time. Like if really? you go inside, yeah, you switch like the X and Y or whatever it is to what I think it means should like be. Like the Kingdom has, you know, hold the right and then. Oh, you mean that? Yeah, okay. and like you have to jump with Y or jump problems. with whatever the top button, and it's like, yeah, can't, I can't switch that. No, you can't. So. You can and you can in the system settings. If you system to. settings. You like on the, on the actual like course on the, on the switch console. yeah on the console okay. you can go in and right. switch that stuff i had yeah. to as well because it was All right. rough i didn't realize that shows how often i use my switch yeah. here's um, the kingdom right into diablo 4 though i mean like that's quite a sequence for and the street fighter three. 6 yeah well street fighter 6 street fighter 6 i have played in between games essentially so i haven't gotten as in-depthfully into that one but it seems good yeah, yeah, I'm blown yeah, away. Crazy, crazy cool. time for releases. But uh, honestly, I think um, I think no matter the nice thing about it, think about the games we're talking about, right? That have released this year. You talk Hogwarts, you talk Dead Space, Resident Evil Four, you talk Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo, Street Fighter, and upcoming Final Fantasy. Like the the breadth of those games, right? And the the styles, like depending on what you like in a video game, there's like something for everyone that's incredible right now, which is <clears> awesome. Why you got to bring Final Fantasy into the scenes? Well, we, uh, you know, I keep in my fingers crossed that it's going to be good mood. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. We'll see. 
Um, so let me announce, uh, we did a giveaway uh, on the Season Gaming Twitter account, mm. um, which uh, blew up. We were giving away a copy of either Street Fighter 6, I almost said 4, Street Fighter 6 or Diablo 4, your choice, platform of choice. A um, lot of people retweeted it, a lot of popularity. So thank you all if you engage in that giveaway. Uh, I had all the uh, sheet this morning, ran the RNG, the old random number generator. And the winner is a Mr. Matt Burns. So funny enough, someone who's actually uh, been in the community, that doesn't happen too often actually, but been in the season gaming community for a while. So Matt, I don't know if he's here today or not, but um, I will reach out to him. If you are here, go ahead and chat. If not, I will reach out to you. Uh, on Twitter and let you know that you won. But congratulations, Matt. And let me know if you're listening, uh, whether you want Diablo or Street Fighter. Um, I so. never win. Never yeah. win those. <laughs> yeah. No, someone, I said like tag friends and someone tagged me. Like, I hope this helps my chances. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Hey, did we get no. any, did we get any, I just lost my dog kind of, you know. And, and I'm, Oh, you but, always get some people that are like, yes. I can't afford to buy anything. And I'm yeah. like, dude, it, I use a I use a random number generator online. Yeah. That's how it picks because I'm not playing favorites with anyone. So uh, uh, it has picked I many favorites. times in the past. It has picked people I have never spoken to in my life who are like somewhere else in the world. That's what it picks this time. It's always me for some reason. So, yeah. so Travis, yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for everyone who entered. Uh, keep an eye. We got a lot of response to that, and we we're going to get back to doing just more giveaways in general on the season gaming side. So just keep an eye over there. But thank you. Oh, All right, guys. So uh, we're coming up on showcase week, actually, um, which is, uh, you know, usually a fun time of year. Right. So the first one kicking us off this week is Summer Games Fest, which is Thursday. Uh, it broadcasts live at noon Pacific, uh, 3 Eastern, uh, which is 9 p.m. Uh, Central European Standard Time. Um, so. <clears throat> Keeley has only done a little bit of teasing. We know that Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be there. We know that Alan Wake 2 is going to be there. Um, but I'm kind of curious what you guys think, like, uh, from an expectation standpoint. We joked last week, it's going to be a Keeley show, right? There's probably going to be ads and sponsorships and whatever else we see at, at the Video Game Awards. But if you're thinking kind of third party, which generally speaking this showcase is, if you're thinking third party, what what are you hoping to see here? Anything that like any game that jumps out, any IP that you want to see pop up at Summer Games Fest? What's your expectations for this show? Oh, Travis is he's he's chomping. What do you what do you want to see, Travis? Champing, actually. Travis um, might have champion. Yeah, I do. I do. I I will recuse myself from this one. I know some stuff. Oh, Travis, I'm is super excited your- about. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to like Summer Game Fest more than the Game Awards as far as the Keeley. Okay. Yeah, we have to choose. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you said Alan Wake 2 will be there. That's the one I'm most interested in for the rest of the year. So. Oh, okay. That's like your most anticipated game. Yeah, I mean, Alan Wake is one of my favorite games ever. Right. So. Yeah, we talked about that. That's cool, man. I, I certainly hope that this lives up to Alan Wake 1 because uh, one of the you know, potential drawbacks you have when a franchise takes so long to get a sequel, whether it's movies, games, et cetera, as expectations start to rise and you have people that have engaged with that IP in many different ways through the years and have come to love it for very specific reasons, right? So it has to try and tackle that. So uh, I hope that uh, Alan Wake 2 delivers. Um, I, I'm still pretty surprised and I'm sure there's reasons for it, of course, whether it's the engine or maybe it's, you know, single player narrative side, it's a little shorter, I don't know, but I'm still surprised that they're getting that game out this quickly. Um, Sam Lake, man, it's gonna be good. 
I just like I, this quickly for 14 years, but I know what yeah. you're <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. Remedy has a pretty good track record, uh, not including Crossfire X. Or, or, holy crap. Uh, but, I you would know, love the, to uh, know the full story of what happened there. You know oh, I, I, mean? like, I know. All the details. Oh, yeah, not all the details. But, I mean, we know generally what happened, which is that yeah. they were contracted. And I don't, I don't think they – I think they tried to polish off that, that turd as best they could, but – you know, I did give the campaign a full fifty percent higher than the multiplayer in my score. I reviewed them. Got separate. a four, did it? I got a three. Fifty percent increase over the two that Crossfire X. Oh, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> that's huge. That's pretty. Big. That's huge, man. Yeah, that's that's enormous. So, yeah. Oh man. So Beast I, Mode is saying in the chat he thinks we'll see Death Stranding too. Of course we will. Kojima, that's a hundred percent. I don't even know why. That's not even a guess. No offense, beast mode, but that's a hundred percent happening. We're gonna get something, something from Kojima and Jeff. Well, that'll be and fun. He'll say, and he'll say, "My good friend." Yeah, my good friend. Yep. I, I, I still think Death Stranding Two is a weird project because I think Death Stranding One has one of the better, more well thought of endings in video games. Really, like that, it had a purpose. It got to the ending it wanted to get to, and then sequels. So, yeah, Travis's face while you were saying that was quite funny. Huh? Yeah, did you not like the ending of Death Stranding? <laughs> He's froze. <laughs> Your camera's frozen, Travis. Yeah, He's like, yeah. no, it's no, not. No, no, no. Good. That was my that was my full response in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well I know they, again we're we're split here because I never cared to play it. It just didn't interest me at all. I know Travis, you don't like it, but I know Dan loved it too. So it was boring. It's yeah. boring. I don't know that Travis got to the ending. That's one of the reasons I asked the question. I did. Fair. It oh. was a nonsensical, boring game. <laughs> I mean, most, well, that's mostly true. You know, I'll tell you the same thing I tell other people that ask you about Death Stranding and that everything in Death Stranding, even the wild beginning that you see, has a purpose in the story and will make a certain amount of sense within the world rules that they set up yes. by the end. That it's is not the... nonsense in Death Stranding. No. So that I think in my review, I literally wrote, this is the like one of the only Kojima games that I actually could make sense of at the end you know it was one of those things where it's like oh fine like like middle gear solid 5 i like the gameplay of that game but i i got to the point where i was like i have no idea what's happening i don't know what's i finished the game twice i still don't understand anything that happened uh with death stranding i did you know it was at least it was still weird and kojima but it was you know at least i could make sense of it and i knew what was happening and you know it kind of all came together especially at the end. And to your point, oh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do here. This is going to be kind of a weird, weird deal. But, you know, it's where could you live? So, yeah, it's well, probably will remember, some new system. Will I have will I get reminded to drink Monster Energy, though? Will that <laughs> it took that out? How, no, Red how Bull. often Red Bull did take it out. It was Monster yeah. Energy. It was Monster. Uh, yeah, it was Monster. But and they took it out, but that does not mean it will not be returning for the sequel. I mean, I'm, well. I'm excited to see what brands they... I don't think they're having brands in there because, as I just said, Alan Wake is one of my favorite games ever, and they're selling me batteries in Verizon packages yeah. all the time. That's right, yeah. They're selling the thermos, a replica of the Alan Wake thermos you can buy right now. No joke. Yeah, I always, I always take a life, I just start placing them around the woods. <laughs> see, you know, you know uh, what I'd like to see? That like does sound city. like something they would do in Michigan, though. That's not that does sound out, like beyond the pale. I could see that for sure. 
Let's go to a national park, put some thermoses out there and watch the festivities. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 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 Actually, Hogue, you kind of look like you would make a good shadow monster. Like if I were, you know what I mean? Like I could see you with like a, like an ax, you know, kind of shambling through the woods going, Oh, I got you. They twitch around. Alawake's good. I love Alan Wake. Travis saying you would look like a good shadow monster was not on my card today, but here yeah. we are. Yeah, it's good. I can just see him. I, maybe it's the hat. He's got like the same profile as like one of those woodland guys who becomes a horror, you know, in the game. I just, I you, I'm not it. wearing enough flannel, but yes. Yeah, yeah but that yeah. doesn't really matter when you're covered in shadow. So like you have this silhouette of like a you know, yeah. trucker who's ready to uh, kill you while, you know, hanging out near a deer statue. I just, I, I can see it. That is the Alan Wake look. That was the vibe we were going for. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at that pose, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Dan, you said, uh, yeah. what do you want to say? I would, I would like to see uh, a third party, uh, the James Bond game. From Iowa, Nebraska. oh, from Iowa. Don't know. Shocker, you want to see their next game? I never. Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> I also just watched No Time to Die yesterday for some reason. It was just okay. on Prime. So, and then I was like, oh man, they're still making that game. I this did not think that was very good. I was I so excited either. for that movie. No, it was not that good. Not great. What movie? No Time to Die. The, the, the latest Bond. No Time <laughs> yeah, to Die. Yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was pretty. You know, yeah, actually like, eh. bringing things together. Leah Sadu, I think, is her name. The person from Death Stranding uh, who played. What the, what oh, the, what yeah. the name Hogue? Yeah. Uh, she fragile? Uh, no, the 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 one that jumps around. She's she's fragile. That's fragile, right. fragile. Yeah, okay. I, I'm sorry. I must, I must, I must <laughs> fragile? Yeah. No, no, not yeah, that one. Fragile. Oh yes, no, fragile. No, she's not fragile. <laughs> she's fragile. Yeah. She's fragile. No, she's not fragile. She's really good at what she does. Oh, the name. Fragile. Yeah, she was in it. I forgot. Yeah. It's a Kojima game. None of their names. Yeah. Her name is fragile. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to see. I would love to see Bond or something to that effect. That would be cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious. We haven't heard anything about that. Um, no, no, they've said you know it's progressing, which means nothing. Um, We're also so, yeah, on working on an MMO, so but I'd know. like to yeah. see more of the Suikoden's. That would be cool. And Aiden that would definitely be cool. Um, yeah, the HD kind of a remaster. Yeah, it, remind me on that one, Hogue. Is that oh. uh, Suikoden one two, one and two? Is it one two three? Wait, I what, think it's, what? it's one and two is separate. I mean, they're not putting them together. It's, there's a remake of Suikoden one and a remake of Suikoden two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. And then Aiden Chronicles is that spiritual successor game to the Sweet Yes. Game. I'd love to see that some more. The full one. Yeah, because they did that like uh, prequel. Yeah, Rising. Kind of. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 100 Heroes comes out this year or is supposed to. We don't know. Right, right. Uh, what about, um, I know a couple of people, Beast Mode and um, Jared said uh, Hades 2. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see Hades 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a Hades 2. <laughs> Well, we know Hades 2 exists. We just haven't seen it of since course. the announcement. Uh, Game Awards, wasn't it announced? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Hades I mean, 2, we've got uh, you know one of the most anticipated kind of, I won't say smaller games is the wrong word maybe, but Hollow Knight, Silk Song. So you know that's coming to Game Pass. So we don't know if that'll maybe be at the Xbox Showcase or maybe uh, Summer Games Fest. We'll see. But I have Silk to imagine Song that's going to show up here this ago. weekend. Say it again? Silk Song was announced eons ago, it seems. It was. So we yeah, got Silk Song, Sea of Stars. All these games that yep. Dan is not going to recognize because yes. he hates indie games. No, <laughs> actually, like I like I like Silk Song. All right, I'm I, I'm looking forward to Silk Song because I made it halfway through Hollow Knight. So you know, really, that was, that was pretty good. I did pretty Metroid good. You can make it through. If you can make it games. 
Yeah, if you can make it through Hollow Knight, Dan, you can make it through more games than you think. Oh, Not that it's extremely halfway, hard. Then I but got I mean... mad. Then I got angry. So I was like, no, that's enough of that. Um, good. I'm good. Same with Hades. I played like three hours and I was like, I, I really want to punch myself in the face. So I'm good. I'm in good. Hades? Yeah. Wow. Can't stand it. Not his nope. type of game. Not, not even close. Nope. <laughs> sure, we'll see Ox Free 2. What about Judas? Isn't that the 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 Ken Levine or Judas is one? a good a good call out Ken Levine's new IP? Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. see that. I don't know. That would be cool to see. I hadn't even thought about that game since it was announced. Good shout. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it Ghost Ship Games? What's the name of his studio? I Am no I mixing clue. that up with someone else? Nope. Sounds probably right. Something weird. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be super pretentious, I'm sure. You know. He was on um, Colin Moriarty, had him on uh, Sacred Symbols last week, which is the first oh. time I've seen Ken Levine in a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah, um, he tweets cool. like once every two months or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we'll see. We'll see what he does. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, we've got uh, Xbox and Ubisoft to talk about, which automatically, you know, there's a bunch of big IPs we'll talk about there. So I was trying to think like what we may see at Summer Games Fest that's different, right, from a third party perspective. So I'm kind of curious to see what shows up. But I hope a few surprises. I think Jeff said he has a couple kind of announcements, right? Big surprises mm-hmm. or new things. So mm-hmm. cool. games getting release dates that are coming out sooner than you think. Good. Good. So yeah. 2023 is going to be even more ridiculous. You sounded like a dog doing something. <laughs> yeah, that was really yeah. unsafe. Hyperventilating. I had something uh, to me. Somebody called you're me. You're so excited about it. You're like a little. I'm bit very excited. excited. Travis, there's um, a private <laughs> chat button right over here on the right hand side. <laughs> you just hit that. It'll be gone. It'll be, it'll be gone in an hour. I, I have leaks. <laughs> oh, man. Dylan calls out a big one, of course, for me, which is Elden Ring expansion. Shadows of the Earth Tree. So if we get to see more of that anywhere, I will be obviously extremely happy. Um, but good God. Oh, we also know that uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Phantom Liberty, is going to be at Summer's Games Fest. They announced that this week. CD Projekt Red did. Um, so we'll see what that looks like because, uh, you know, as we've said, right, Cyberpunk's been cleaned up. Phantom Liberty is new gen and PC only. Um, is that the free DLC? Is that the not free. Uh, no. Well, I thought we got a free one. No, you got you got your free stuff. You got like a jacket in your closet, and you got like some other stuff. That was that. You're done. I thought we get a free one. What do you mean? You thought they were going to add a gigantic three year expansion for free? Damn it! When when I bought I bought the Cyberpunk Xbox, and I thought it said with the game you get the first DLC for free. I was almost certain about that. But the first DLC, no, put it in the chat. I don't remember that, Dan. I do remember that, but it wouldn't surprise me if I had to pay forty dollars for it or something yeah. stupid, you know. So yeah, I don't remember that. If we do, that's great. Cool. Yeah, because mm. I have that too. Um, yeah. Um, but we'll see more of that. That's expected still to release this year as well. So um, that's another big one. I, I don't know where the hell I'm going to get all this time. Honestly. All right, summer game fest. Anything else specifically on that uh, one? No. No. Okay. I like to see what Jeff Keighley's shoes are. Um, oh, that's God. about it. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, great. Yeah. What about, uh, well, before we go, someone just said Bio, actual Bioshock 4 from Cloud Chamber that 2K is publishing. So not Ken Levine's game, right, Judas? But Isn't actual that game 4. in development hell? Yeah, that's what I heard, too. It's, it's supposed yeah. to be, but we from don't you. really know for sure. Yeah, right? We won't see it. I think that and Perfect Dark are pretty easy to check off of your list of probably not. <laughs> Perfect Dark. Oof. 
yeah. development hell. Well, moving to the Xbox showcase, as we said, next week we'll be doing the show normal time just before the showcase, um, and then I'll try to uh, I'll try to jump in from the the theater there while I'm there if I can, which would be cool. But uh, Xbox teasing a couple things. Obviously, we know we're getting the 30 minutes on Starfield after the showcase directly as part of it. Um, but a lot of teases this week, obviously, uh, aligning with Fable. A lot of people think we're going to see finally see Fable there. You know? Yes. Um, so which is uh, which is really cool. I think Fable is one of my most anticipated games from kind of first party on the Xbox side. So we're looking forward to seeing hopefully what that uh, looks like. But, you know, you think about what Xbox has in dev, right? So you think about the Avowed, you think about Hellblade 2, you think about Project Mara. Uh, Forza obviously is going to be there, we know. Um, you think about... Um, uh, games like Everwild or um what is that though is that a real game i don't even think they know what it is but you know what i mean from a first party perspective hellblade 2 right what what's kind of your most anticipated xbox showing here is it something new are you looking for new ip are you looking to see more of these announcements they had a couple years ago i mean i guess avowed has the most promise and that that's my most anticipated game from xbox first party is Avowed, personally um, why do you say most promise just because of obsidian and kind of like their their chops at making an rpg in that vein yeah i mean i haven't been able to get into pentiment and i didn't really love the outer worlds but they clearly okay. have writing chops and you, you, you know, did, weren't able to get into it or you didn't you didn't start it like you didn't try no, it I, pentiment. no i've played mm-hmm. it i've played the first bits of it a number of times it's just it's way it's way too broad for my enjoyment Hmm. Outer Worlds? Yeah. Really? Broad oh, I was, I, I was talking about Pentiment. Oh, yeah. No, Pentiment, I just wasn't able to get into. Like you didn't play it or you didn't? No, no. No, no. I was able to turn the game on. Okay. I wasn't able to, <laughs> I wasn't able to enjoy it for much time. Oh, wow. That's too bad. It's a good so, one. Uh, Kestrel says, would Fable even be good these days? And I think that's Hell what yeah. some of us are so... Well, I'm interested in seeing, right? Is we're not talking about like uh, Fable One, right? We're trying to see what Fable looks like in 2023, 2024. From well, your guess is good. Mine is what Playground Games does with an English countryside fairy tale RPG. What do you mean? After making Forza Horizons. Well, yeah. they're a racing yeah. game company. No, they're not. Well, they have been. <laughs> no. <laughs> what have they made? Here we go. <laughs> They've made car PGs. For God's sake! The only different, the only difference between a fable game, they by the way, one of their car PGs takes place in the English countryside, uh, in a Perfect. what I would describe as fantastical universe with uh, hardcore RPG mechanics that are super well thought out. They are an RPG company, and they make really good RPGs. I really don't think it's that big of a stretch. You you just you just see the bridge between Forza Horizon and Fable really easily. I do. I really do. And I think that people who don't see it are tending to put Forza Horizon games in a box of, oh, it's just a car game. Because they're not just a car game. They are car games. But they're also pretty elaborate RPGs with quest lines and dialogue options and stories. And, and I mean, uh, elaborate's going a bit far. But, I mean, I can see The it. RPG systems? Yeah, they're really... ridiculously elaborate. They're they're actually <laughs> they are. Are they not? Have you played a Forza game? Yes, they of I, like I they have. have a they have like a lot of of like advanced RPG mechanics. That's part of the reason they're so addictive. Those games, man. We have different I, I definitions don't... of advanced. 
I think yeah. also. I really yeah. like Horizon, but I don't think the mechanics of build growth or anything like that are terribly no. in depth. I, I like that we've gotten to the point in the episode where Travis has picked his topic to make a stand. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one. This is my I, favorite time every week. I have a I have a hard time. I just don't understand why it's that big of a stretch. I really don't. What we story? Agree, we, what story would you hang your hat on in the Horizon franchise? Yeah. Uh, Lego thing. Yeah, like that's the other thing I was going to point out is that they have expansions that are also fantastical. Whether it's the Lego one or the Hot Wheels one that they did, like they're they're good at being goofy. Fables a goofy game, right? They're good at RPG mechanics. Fables an RPG. They're British, and they've made stuff take place in the English countryside. Forza Horizon Four, right? <laughs> they've made <laughs> stuff take place in the yeah. countryside. I just don't. I don't. I see lots of commonalities. I just don't. I don't think it's that big of a stretch. People are like, oh, they're. Ju- it's, they just made a card game. A card game, and now they're making. I Fable. think the I'm game's like, gonna be you, great. Playground's very, very yeah. playground is very talented, but I think your your connection between the two games here, you're, you're drawing much too big of a bridge. Yeah. Since the chat loves it, I do have to point out that Travis did not coin car PG just now. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I did not. That that is a real thing. They, That's they, uh, they, I heard that first. I think in association with like maybe the crew, Test Drive yeah. Unlimited. Yeah, way back yeah. when. Yeah. Um, All I'll say. Is that playground games aside from the fact that they've worked on forza horizon almost exclusively is one of the most reliable developers in the industry right now they, they are that, that i can agree with you that they have a, they, yes. they have a ton of talent and yes. i think that uh the the that combined with the people they've onboarded and the tools that yep. they have with the acquisition and sure. the legacy they have a lot of former lionhead studios people on their team now i i really really think there's there's there stack studio, studio. 100%. They are one hundred percent, and and, and I put the I I put I think people underestimate what they've already shown they can do in terms of RPGs, and if I could go as a bridge way too far and possibly invalidate my entire argument in doing so, but it's worth moving it to the Rainbow joke. Road. Go ahead. No, I'm going to say Fable Three ended at the end of an industrial revolution in the Fable universe. So Fable Four, you know, maybe they have cars now, and you know, sky's the limit. You know, get, it's a got, my fable, got, got my yeah. little fable guy hopping in a car, driving yeah, around going to a, a festival of some kind. No. If I see if I see the main character get in a car and drive around, I'm going to be pissed. If yeah. I see the main character get in a car, I'm going to be like, hell yeah, let's play some Forza Horizon, baby. Let's do it up. Let's go. Let's go. You just hear a song from churches start. Yeah. <laughs> They, they should at oh least, can we agree, if the, if they go the route, which I don't think they will, I think it'll be a full reboot, it'll be like a full fantasy game, but if they do go the route of like sticking with the Industrial Revolution, they're better at least be like a radio you can tune in to get like Forza, uh, the, what is it called, the channel, the the festival music or whatever, uh, there needs to be a radio Yeah, channel. whatever you want. Horizon I, I usually listen to Pulse. Oh, Pulse. Pulse was goaded. Um, I'll say uh, I'm very disappointed that after three, you can't create your own like Spotify playlist and make uh, that. That was such a cool feature. That was so I damn that. cool. And the fact that that wasn't in four and five actually breaks my heart. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, weirdly enough, I always listen to the classical station. I always have like the freaking piano playing. Of <laughs> That's very cool. I'll take that. I, think I, I, do, I do it sometimes. Bass. I switch it up. Pulse yeah. and bass the most, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Horizon is a great 
feel better about yourself type game. It's party in a box. I love Horizon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Silken. It says horse drifting coming that to Fable. Was, that cracked me up a little bit. Fable's <laughs> kind of also that though, Hoke. I'm going to draw a parallel there. I think Fable's also kind of a fantasy party in a box. I, I don't love the Fable series. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I, I've never been able to view that environment as realistic enough to care about. So I've just never enjoyed it that much. Fable is not my favorite franchise. And when people say things like, oh, I don't know if the people who made Forza Horizon can live up to the writing pedigree of the Fable franchise, I laugh. Because I'm like, bro, the writing pedigree yeah. has not been great, and the comedy is not that great in the Fable games. And they're I, fun I, game. I, like, They're fun, fun games, games but th- to me, they're like fantasy parties in the box. They're just silly and goofy, and you kind of have fun. And to me, that fits perfectly with what the Playground Games team has already been doing. And I think that the bar is pretty low in terms of comedy chops and writing. And I think I think they're going to knock it out of the park. I'm very. Excited. I think they're going to crush it too. I think I do agree that the bar is pretty low. So you've convinced me, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. People act like they're like these iconic games, and I'm like, hh, they're. I mean, they're good games, by yeah, and large. Good iconic second is a, one, is a strong one's really good. Yeah. Iconic. I I don't think they got there, and I think they did a lot of cool interesting experimentation but mm-hmm. i think this is going to be the best fable game and i i think it's not really even going to be close to be honest probably right yeah. uh well, by the way interesting to see what it looks like certainly we have nothing but that yeah. teaser trailer true, oh, great true, yeah, true, true, yeah. True. uh Giselle says uh, i double checked last year they announced anyone who bought the cyberpunk xbox with the dlc will be reimbursed with xbox credit before launch there oh, you yeah. go dan what you remembered mean? well so you're going to get gonna credit the on the Xbox store where you can just buy the expansion. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. Because remember, they, they sold the Cyberpunk Xbox right. One X, yeah. and the expansion's not even coming to the Xbox One X. You can't play it on the Xbox right. One X. It has to be a yep. series Oh, console, that makes sense. So. Yeah, but I mean, they. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that would make sense. Because remember, it's the console that, remember, it holds the license when you yep. sign in with that console. Yep. So, so wait yeah. a minute now. So then, then if I you know my son has that, I don't know if I still have that or not, to be honest with you. It's not linked to your account. The I think the credit will be linked to your oh, okay. account. That's the All point. Right. They, they had okay. to take it off of the console, so it's linked gotcha. to your account. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, what about uh, you? Think we get a release date for Hellblade Two? Yes. I have trouble caring about that as much as Xbox Whoa. seems to want me to. I like Hellblade Two. I liked really? Hellblade fine, but it was a it was a high end indie game thing that I played once. It was like that was fun. Not anything I can get excited about the sequel for. Really? Hmm. Wow. That's what yeah. I'm very I, I excited about that one. I, I can't disagree more, Hoke. Like <laughs> indie Shocker. indie studios indie studios that have a ton of talent getting budget and support that they need to make experiences that are uh that were far beyond their grasp previously. What what's not to be excited about? Well, I mean, I've, I have I saw this company make Heavenly Blade, right? I was not impressed by their AAA game the last time they gave it a run. Heavenly he- Sword? Heavenly Sword, I'm sorry, yes. Okay. No, Hellblade no. was, again, fine. I just, nobody has convinced me other than, wow, that facial tech looks pretty cool mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm excited about this Hellblade again game. So, yeah, I'd like to see like better combat, maybe, or, you know, the story I thought was fine. Did you really like Hellblade, Travis? What's that? Did you really like, did you just really connect with Hellblade? I did. I love that game. Okay. Yeah. It was really cool. It was I bizarre. It, was okay. it made me scared. 
It made me feel like I was going insane. I, liked it. I mean, you you could you play with headset. Yes, I was. Oh yeah, I mean, you it had like a little thing in front, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, it did. Um, now you could tell where they had to cut corners being a smaller team, right? Some of the enemies were repeated. The combat was pretty generic. But I think as a concept and world, they did fantastic. And to yeah. think what Travis is saying, like, is um, seeing them take the time and the money and the resources to really build upon that mythology and that world could be yeah. truly special. That's what I'm hoping. I think that's what right. many of us are hoping for, right? I, I wish they hadn't it, got, but I wish they didn't get acquired. But, you know. I'm happy that that team is good. We talked about this before. I don't think that teams that are in that size should get acquired because that's where all the creativity and experimentation comes from. And I think some studios get acquired before their time, before they're ready for it. Um, Like, you know, Activision Blizzard is ready to get swallowed up. But like Bungie, nah. Ninja Theory. (laughs) Right, but I mean, we... Not not yet. I mean, it's all uh, conjecture or speculative, right? But we may not be getting the Hellblade 2 that we're going to get if it weren't for Xbox, right. right? Well, you're 100% right. We wouldn't. But I think that you can grow a studio organically. And, you know, I want studios to get absorbed when they're like single A or double A. But when they're at that point where they're at peak creativity and they're they're doing things that no other studios do, I, I don't think that's the time you sell the company. I think you wait until it kind of becomes more of a... A, a widget factory and then you sell it to somebody who wants the ips and all that but <laughs> but but in in ninja theory's case they're a bit of an exception because they had said themselves that they couldn't work on the projects that they wanted to work on because they were leasing themselves as basically like you know developers for hire for other yeah. studios and they were kind of chained to their desks that way so i think it was probably the right choice for them i'm not criticizing their decision i just i i hate to see companies get acquired when they're in their prime or when when they're prime, it seems like maybe might just be around the corner because saw it happen with Bungie. I think Ninja Three could have could have you know been an amazing independent studio. We just need more like independent studios. Like Bethesda was the last you know kind of in that middle ground. I mean, even they're kind of big that when they got acquired. But yeah, they were. I mean, they're yeah. a publisher. Yeah, I know. I just I I think we need more independent studios that are in that weird experimental. I mean, there are a lot of them popping up. So what, another one. Yeah, but up now they're getting bought. Me. Now they're getting bought when they're so small. It's really bothering me. PlayStation's buying studios before they even have games out. It's crazy. I just, why are you doing that? Just let them, let them be weird for a little bit, you know? Well, let's, I mean, just a counterpoint, but let's not forget that Ninja Theory also made Bleeding Edge, which died in like less than a year. So yes, they experimented. Post-acquisition, I believe, when they did that. It was, no, yeah, it was been 90, working on it before. 90% I, complete. Because I went to their, because hmm. I talked to the director, they had already finished. Like the game was on show when they got acquired at that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I get it. And but uh, DMC, DMC, what? Devil May Cry. Yeah, what about best d- d- best May Cry game out there? DMC. Yeah. You fighting for DMC now? Hell yeah, I'm fighting for DMC. That game, <laughs> I, I I ride or die with that game. That game slaps, bro. <laughs> Did you hear there's a new one coming out in a few weeks with a Final Fantasy name on it? Yeah, I'm going to play the crap out of that. And then I'm going to send pictures of to Hogue of me, you know, peeing on his tombstone. I don't don't want any more Travis pictures on my phone. You don't want any more? You already have Travis pictures on your phone? You said more. That was the operative word there. You all catch up. Yeah, yeah. They're in that hidden folder. That was crazy. crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. So avowed for Hogue is what I'm hearing is most anticipated. What's your most anticipated Xbox game, guys? Say the K3. Yeah, you think we'll see it? Of course. Nope. 
Yeah, I actually do think we'll see that one. Really? I hope so, because I'm super pumped for that one. Um, uh, anything else that we've seen so far? Uh, side about maybe you know i know we're getting isn't there like a forza and a starfield like separate kind of so thing? For, like forza is going to be shown during the conference briefly okay. but then they do they do a monthly forza live stream right um every month normally the tuesday after that sunday i think june 13th the forza monthly live stream okay. is going to be all about forza motorsport where they're going to walk through the career mode the single player mode okay Okay, so cool. yeah, they didn't want to take that time during the showcase sure. to, to spend ten minutes on Forza, so they're gonna that's good news. do it. Yeah, I think that's the right move, right? Show yeah. show a little clip to get you excited, give us the release date, right, and then say if you want to check out the details of single player, tune in Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, I like that. that. I like that approach a lot. I'm pumped yes. for it. that. I mean, that's probably I mean, Avowed being an RPG from Obsidian is probably my most anticipated, but Forza is is right there next to it for me. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys. So we'll see. Next week will be fun. Uh, I'm excited. I fly into LA on Friday and I'm um, Xbox showcase. And then Ubisoft is doing a showcase. They announced they said live from LA, which is kind of weird. So I'm kind of seeing what they what they're going to be doing in that vein or where um, because they kind of kept details scarce. But they're having their show on Monday, June 12th at same time as xbox 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern 7 p.m central european time can um, I interrupt they said to cause trouble say it again can he i interrupt to, interrupt to cause, to cause trouble? trouble you yeah. want to interrupt to cause trouble sure go for yeah. it. yeah so ains is going to los angeles for the show which i think it would only be appropriate if we as a, a bitcast community made a thing out of that so i would like to call upon all of our lovely listeners and fans to start a hashtag to get Ains to eat a scooped bagel while he's in LA. And I want him to, I want him to take photos of it or maybe record a video of it, but I need your help fans. This won't happen without the peer pressure that I need. I need you guys to say Ains eat a scooped bagel once as a collective voice. If we all rise up, we can bring this. I'm pretty sure he'll just do it. If you ask him. I, mean, I think we can get this to happen, guys. Rise up like the dough that is scooped out of it. Yes, I want him to eat a scooped bagel while he's here, and I think together, strong ape together. Or, or <laughs> grab a bagel from like High V over here and just scoop out the stuff and throw some stuff in it. And then no, he needs to do it in LA. It. He, need, no, he needs to do it. He needs to do it in in the native land of the scooped bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we can do this. If I ask people, will they actually know what I'm talking about? Or no, they already don't. Look at me like what I'm is crazy. That? What is a scoop bagel? And then they, they're oh, people the are asking what no scoop bagels are. Okay, so Travis scoop just bagels. Made this up entirely. You're gonna go in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for all you guys know, I could make this up. I, I just By want the to way, make it clear. This is Tao's response. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, Tao. I agree with you, and I have also never eaten a scooped bagel. It's not like a a thing normal people do. Let's just say that. But for those asking what a scooped bagel is, it is one of those California diet things where we insist on eating healthy in California. I know it's weird. It's foreign to other states. Nothing says health like the crust of the bagel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But some people have taken it a little too far where they want their cake, but they only want to eat the outsides of it, apparently. Uh, and uh, in this case, there's a movement for scoop bagels where they will cook a bagel and then the person will scoop out the inside and then put 
cream cheese on it and then eat it. And the idea is that you're getting to eat a bagel, but you're cutting out like 60, 70% of the carbs. So, so wait a minute. Is it just because like people are carb conscious the, here, the bottom of it or like, the, like it's both sides of it. If you cream cream cheese. It's basically the, the crusts and then cream cheese. That's but like the idea cheese. is That's it's for thing. people who are watching their carbs, but it's a very, it's a very California thing, and I think it's a, atrocious. Like if you're Dreams, if you're health conscious, if you're health conscious, just do not eat a bagel. Like that's the correct answer there. I'm sorry, yeah. you have to give this one up, guys, if you're trying yeah. to be health conscious. But yeah. there you go. All right. So yeah, and when I just snip the bagel, <laughs> and, I, and I and I want Ains to eat one. I want Ains to eat one while he's here. I think we can do it, guys. You didn't provide like people a, with a hashtag. What are you thinking? Hashtag scooped Ains. Yeah. What? I love that. <laughs> Scooped Ains is great. Uh, yeah. It sounds it sounds vaguely sexual, and I'm in favor of it. I think yeah. Scooped Ains is good. <laughs> Scooped Hashtag Ains. Scooped Ains. The best part is, if if you picture that on Twitter, it's gonna look like like Scoop Danes, or like people won't know what the hell. Yeah, you got to capitalize yeah. somewhere. We gotta yeah. Get going. <laughs> Good job, like, guys. What the hell is a scoop Danes? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Scoopy Danes. Scoopy Danes. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, there well. you go. There it is. There we Thanks, go. That's Travis's thought for the day. And then we will uh I don't even know how to transition from that. On Monday, we get Ubisoft forward. Uh the same time. Uh 10 a.m. Pacific, one Eastern, seven. Central European time. You got me all thrown off now. Uh, Ubisoft has said we're going to see Assassin's Creed Mirage, obviously, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, The Crew, Motorfest, and more. I would assume we'll see like Division Heartland uh, and what's to come of that. Uh, they have that other shooter. What's that other shooter they've been promoting in betas? That's like Call of Duty mixed with what the hell is it oh. called? I can't remember. X Factor uh, or something like that. It's a Rainbow Six thing, right? Or not Rainbow Six. Uh, they call it Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. I mean. It's a Tom Clancy. But, yeah. Tom X Clancy's Defiant. Uh, X Defiant. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go with uh, Tom Clancy's uh, cartoon pew pew jamboree. <laughs> reminds me of jamboree. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It sounds sounds like a Disney ride. <laughs> yeah, X Defiant. So we'll see. I mean, Ubisoft. Uh, you know, the other thing that honestly, I have not thought of this since whenever the last. 10 months ago we talked about it but you know we're probably going to see skull and bones oh for god's sakes let's let it die <laughs> no it's got to get another release date that it'll miss oh. as soon as i thought of it this morning i'm like oh my god we're gonna see skull and bones again for the sixth year well they can show a they could show another rendered commercial for beyond good and evil 2 that's definitely coming out that's definitely that dead like i mean like truly dead i thought that was killed yeah. off right? no it hasn't been officially but i think it's it, it was uh, i don't think it ever was <laughs> yeah true fair i enough. think i think it was a project but i think ubisoft quietly put a pillow over its face while it was you know <laughs> resting up for the big fight ahead <laughs> uh dutch what's up dutch he said they removed the tom clancy name from x defiant okay so oh that's nice okay. yeah tom, tom clancy, clancy you made no, it just x defiant now no tom clancy that's pretty defiant of them I played. I, I got into that one of the outfits or whatever. I played one match and I uninstalled it. I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah. They call that skull and bonesing. 
<laughs> no, because uh, I actually played X. Well, I guess I played Skull and Bones too in 2018 when it was yeah three three we, games we all, ago. We all, we, we all played that that game in yeah. person at E3, and then we were like, "Wow, this needs some work" because it's basically just <laughs> Assassin's Creed. And then they were like, "All it right, was, we, it was literally Black Flag without the Assassin's Creed." That's, yeah, and they're yeah. like, "All right, we've taken your feedback. We will now work on it more for nine more years. We'll see where we stand <laughs> after that." <laughs> on the Assassin's Creed side, I do think Mirage looked very good in the PlayStation showcase. It did. So I'm seeing more of that. They'll definitely show that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's Creed what I, I was going to kind of add. Like, I, oh. I like that they've gone back to Mirage or gone back to the style that fans were hoping for with that, right? And they also said we're going to see the Jade project of Assassin's Creed. Cause remember, they have like four Assassin's Creed projects in in the works. Um, where does Ubisoft go? Because they've been on the downturn in terms of, you know, they're, they're literally market cap value, but it feels like they've kind of been all over the place with actually game delivery. If Assassin's Creed Mirage hits and sells well, reviews well, critically, you know, commercially, um, do you think Ubisoft takes a step back and says, you know, maybe we need to get back to what the hell we got famous for? Because it seems like they've just been all over the place for the past I don't years. think they wind back Assassin's Creed, no. I think they might separate into stealth assassin's creed and rpg assassin's creed oh they, I don't, yeah that's i don't what think they're, they're gonna ditch rpg no 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 i meant ubisoft as a whole not assassin's creed like like their approach to game delivery right because it feels like they got into that experimentation phase they started a bunch of projects we were just saying x defiant's been in development for years now and tests and skull and bones is a disaster beyond good and evil 2 is a disaster feels like they were trying to kind of spread out and do new things but it's it's failed them splinter cell is another one they finally told us that's coming back after 10 years of fans begging for it but do you think we see a tease of that no i think we might Come see a, tease, a logo crushing it cutscene <laughs> no and I, I you know ubisoft games i like more than some especially in this space that talk about games a lot so yeah. I, you know i i think we're about in time to see a teaser for far cry 7 i think the avatar game is something that they could potentially make some bank on, but releasing it in the only year to not have an avatar movie is an odd choice. So, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what they're planning there. Well, there's a, like there's a decade an movie last year and there's going to be an, an avatar movie next year. They're releasing it between those movies is somewhat odd. Got to keep the momentum going, man. <laughs> that, that you think it's going to be good? What's your bet? Frontiers of Pandora. I hear it's going to be good. Yeah. I would love it to be good. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't I've know. Heard man. Good things. I don't know. I've heard good things At, from people who played it. Okay. And the Crew Motorfest is basically Ubisoft's attempt at Forza Horizon now. Uh, yeah. it, it looks very in that vein when they showed it. That's where they're trying to drive that franchise towards. Can they succeed? Who knows? The crew generally hasn't been very good, in my opinion. Um, whereas I like the, Horizon has been stellar, so I like the Crew One more than I like the Crew Two. Yeah, so. mm. Seemed like the Crew Two was their attempt at that, and they just I didn't. Think I reviewed both of those games. Succeed. <laughs> was a sequel them. for Immortals: Phoenix Rising ever confirmed? I don't think so. Hmm. No, Immortals is great. But I yeah, don't know I mean, get a sequel. But you think about that game, right? That's a new IP that they created, one of the very successful ones, critically did very well, apparently did well commercially. You would think if they were going to pick a new IP to kind of capitalize on or continue with, that would have been the one. But Yeah, they'll make it into a live service game or something. It already Mobile was. Game. Mobile game. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, 
should be a good time. I'm trying to see what that uh, uh, what is going on with Ubisoft actually in LA and what they meant by that. Like, are they inviting people, press, etc.? So trying to find that out. Are you sure they meant Los Angeles and not Louisiana? They are French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, true. Be. That's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> that was quick. But anyway, um, anything else, you guys? we want to see from these shows or hoping for or would like to see before we kind of close out on the show topic um i want to see uh them announce child of light too child of light was amazing i love child of light was amazing super underrated game and we need a sequel we deserve a sequel <laughs> we deserve it yeah um Seems like uh, that the Ubisoft. It was one of those like uh, not a EA originals, but they, it was their. They had that art division that used to make yeah. the games under the Ubisoft label. I don't. I don't know if they're still doing those. Are they? Because it was Child of Light, and it was like that dog at war one, right? Uh, yeah, the, the uh, war. Russian war, um, I believe, or Ukrainian war. Uh, not the current one, but uh, the War of Mine. This War of Mine. No, the it. no, no, no. There was no. There was a. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? No, this War of Mine is an indie game. Are you talking um, about no. the uh, the uh, Valiant Hearts? The, yes. The World War Valiant I. Valiant Hearts. Okay. Yeah, that there was a great go. game. Sorry. There was a Sorry, dog. I mixed it up. There was a dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're still doing that, but I would love to see another child like game. That game was uh, the, the battle mechanics and everything, the art style, the music. Excellent game. Yeah, the sequel, the sequel, I believe, is being made by Netflix to Valiant Hearts. I think they Maybe got more Mario tactical strategy games. Come on, you maybe an expansion for that sparks of hope that'd be nice i mean i think there's an expansion i didn't I finish that sold, game like, i think they sold an expansion past thing so i think that's got to be coming up okay i actually no joke i just got that game the other day i got a copy from gamefly um it just arrived like two days ago so it's very good all right, boys. I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, like I said, next week, same time, same place. Um, and uh, we'll obviously be talking about all the showcase stuff and uh, kind of work out the plans there. I think from a season gaming side, uh, like we said, we're about to hit 20K on the channel. Uh, please check that out if you haven't. That would be appreciated. Uh, you can find my Diablo review and my Diablo build guide to Druid uh, currently up on the site and the channel as well. If you support those, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for all the support so far. And then, uh, yeah, I will be uh, in L.A. next weekend and uh, hanging out with a bunch of the content creators on the uh, the Xbox side and uh, some other people I'm meeting up with. So I will kind of update people on plans there for coverage, both live and kind of from there and try to do what I can to uh, share that experience because it's really fun. And I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone. So it should be a good time. Um, Travis, what you got coming up, man? Yeah. Let me tell you guys what I worked on this week. I did a Diablo 4 review, which you can read on IGN.com. I previewed a game called... Wait, is it is it the embargo up yet? Okay, I previewed uh, three games. Uh, two of them I can talk about, definitely. Um, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, which is the mm-hmm. first uh, CRPG to take place in the Warhammer universe, made by uh, the developer uh, that worked on um, the Paizo Pathfinder video games, which uh, some nerds like myself are uh, fans of. And um, I also previewed um, The Expanse, the new Telltale uh, game that's coming up. Uh, yeah, looking forward that to that. I did, did episode one on that, so you can read that on uh, IGN.com. And then I'm just going to really quickly in real time see if I can talk about the third one because I'm most excited about that one. Uh, 
I cannot. <laughs> Great. I cannot talk about next that. week. Well, I'll be able to talk about it next week for sure. Uh, okay. oh, wait, June June thirteenth. The embargo. Nope, not next week. Head. Not two weeks week after that damn it okay that's hella far away um and then uh also i'm i want all of you guys to read my story that goes live tomorrow about the tears of the kingdom speedrunning community because it's maybe the thing i'm most proud to have written <laughs> so uh it was very fun doing that you can read that tamari tamari on igan on igan dot dot com <laughs> <laughs> That's what Alexa says. I, I'll be like, I'll be like, Alexa, wh- wh- who's Travis Northup? I'll just like test her to see if she knows who I am using the internet, and she'll be like, Travis Northup is a reviewer and writer on Igan.com. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, almost right, Alexa. Good job. Just walking around your apartment doing ego searches through Alexa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I do. That's me. That's my life. <laughs> nice all right sir hope shout it out yeah well we're going to continue the run on lawyers and dragons next saturday and we might or might not have videos between now and then either way i'll be playing diablo probably dying a lot and they'll make fun of me for being casual we will I'll casual I will. with you buddy i will casual with you i'm here to help with the bar build honestly i'm here to we'll help just, be- I just start a druid and take your, <laughs> take your article and just go straight through it i don't yeah. know you um, could. I'm, I am going to make one on Barb as well. Um, I am. So I, I'm playing with your Barb uh, build, but I will uh, <laughs> chastise you and make fun of you for your choices. Um, Pompa, a regular here who I play with all the time, he's doing Barb as well, and I've been uh, kind of walking him through some of the stuff on that. And he he had a great increase in success from uh, launch to yes last night. So I will help. Did you say Barb B? Yeah, thanks for watching season game. Anyway, <laughs> we will be, we'll be back next Sunday, same time, same place. Thank you, as always, everyone, our listeners and uh, viewers. Even if you're not live with here with us here, we greatly appreciate it. Remember, Hogue is in charge next week, so keep an eye on him. Make sure he does things, you know, does things properly. I'm sure Travis will try to throw him for a loop, which will be fun. And I will try to stop it and give you a live look at the Xbox Theater um, before the showcase. Uh, starts so we'll see hopefully i can do that until then have a good week of gaming enjoy some diablo some street fighter whatever you may be playing and we will see you next week peace